Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys go over what they've been playing and what games they're looking forward to playing on the horizon, as well as some coverage of Disney Plus Day news. So, what's playing? podcast we're so happy you're here with us um gonna get right to it go to showboysmedia.com and check that website out it's just a fun fun place to be um join the discord if you like and a shout out our top tier patrons joe bim and Yusuf h you guys rock and also special shout out to all our other patrons you guys also rock mike just doesn't like you at all (laughs) Um, but Chad and I like you a lot. Oh, we like you. Um, we have really, I looked at it. It's been 10, 10 weeks since we've done a kind of a general what's playing, but caveat to that is our past two episodes have been also what's playing what's technically. Playing. Yeah. So after game of Thrones, I think we have a lot of pent up, pent up gaming talk yeah, energy. For sure going here so it's chad and i again uh tonight and rocking the symbols check it out i'm rocking he's got he's got all the playstation symbols that's very that's very cool i did not see that on the sleeves originally yeah that's a nice cool right that's very nice touch looks warm for me though long sleeves i just don't do long sleeves yeah i typically wear a hoodie literally all year long and today was just for whatever reason, even though it's not even really that warm out, today was just a little too hot for the hoodie. So I so I downsized mm. to the long sleeve t shirt. Interesting. Yeah, because I went outside and it was surprisingly like fallish out there. Yeah, I don't know why, because I've literally been wearing a hoodie all summer long, including the days that it's like ninety. So it's I don't a hot know why summer today. Too. Hot, yeah, hot very dry. hot summer. Yeah. You're just rocking hoodies like a like a madman. Yeah, like a madman, yeah. I, I I have like a deep obsession with hoodies so in the summertime the short sleeve hoodies come out under armor short sleeve hoodies because i have to sleep with hoodie on and i have to have my hood up and it that doesn't work in an attic room in the summertime you know what i mean because it's already like 90 degrees up there so you gotta you gotta downsize to the little short sleeve under armor hoodies you have to sleep in the attic. That's where that's where you have to sleep. That's where I sleep in the attic. Yeah, it's not, it's not a finished room. It's just, it's just the, the attic, right yeah. on the rafters. Wow, that's crazy. That's <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. Well, to uh, kick it off, you got any news you want to bring up? I do. I have Uh-oh. one news item, and then I have a one me news item that I want to talk about a little bit. But we'll t- we'll do the regular news item first. Okay. Chad breaking news. Yeah. So my my article that I picked was hints point at Sekiro 2 as the next from software game after Elden Ring. And uh, there's not a lot. There's not a lot to bite <laughs> on to here. OK. Hints. But 
Activision Blizzard has been sponsoring content creators to create videos exclusively about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is a game that came out in 2019. Seems a little odd that they would randomly just start sponsoring people to put this stuff up. I don't know really how any of that stuff works. I don't know if it's just like a cycle. They just cycle these games through and sponsor randomly. But I'm hopeful. And and here, I'm not going to break down how much I love Sekiro even more than I already have. Go watch my walkthrough. Like I, I just eat it up on there. So but I am now currently one of the games I'm going to talk be talking about tonight is Elden Ring. I'm finally neck deep in Elden Ring, and it is making me really want a Elden Ring style open world, but with Sekiro's combat. And I'm mm. hoping that if a sequel, if we ever get a sequel to that game, that that's the route they take. Now that they've kind of, kind of figured out the open world thing, we'll get to that later when we talk about Elden Ring. Uh, that would be the perfect combination Sekiro combat big open world I'm in fingers crossed I know a lot of people are really hoping for a Bloodborne sequel I I never played Bloodborne so I mean it is what it is I need to go back and play it now that I'm like accustomed to the Dark Souls games but uh yeah I just I had to put this in here because I'm like please dude please let this be the reason they are sponsoring people they want to get hype around the original game because they're about to drop a trailer and there's been multiple articles that have dropped that from software might even be towards the end of development on a new game already so that would be super interesting seeing that they just put out elden ring their biggest game yet so Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll see and there's uh there's also some other news i think with from software and playstation bought a certain amount of shares of from software and so did 10 cent like 10 percent or something like that so that that right there makes makes it seem like we might get that bloodborne sequel because that was a playstation exclusive so they're, they're throwing money at the situation hoping that from software steps up and makes a sequel but i know that me and a lot of other people want a Sekiro sequel over bloodborne 100 percent, and it's I've talked about it a million times on the show. It's a Japanese studio making a Japanese game. You know what I mean? That's where you got to imagine that's where the interest is for them over vampires or whatever Bloodborne's about. They've become quite the popular studio in the past few years. Yep. They are. They're they're pretty much in high demand. If people are wanting Bloodborne, Sekiro, probably people want like an Elder Ring sequel already. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there. I, I will say that, you know, I put 90 something hours into Assassin's Creed Valhalla, never finished it. This game might be equally that size of of content in this game. It's absurd. So uh, the article I was talking about is Sony and Tencent have bought over 30 percent of Elden Ring developer from software. So. I don't know what Tencent's play is. I know what Sony's play probably is, and that's Bloodborne. I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's it's a PlayStation-exclusive game that was made by one of the best developers making games right now, so it mm-hmm. seems logical that they would want a sequel to it. But the thing that I'm a little hung up on Sekiro is Sekiro was published by Activision, okay? And we know so Microsoft weird. has or is in the process of, of buying Activision. I don't think it's gone through yet. 
So fingers crossed. I think if I'm right, from from software owns the rights to Sekiro, not Activision. They just published it. So hopefully that's true because I might be <laughs> might be finding my way to an Xbox sooner than I would like oh, if that turns out to be the case. <laughs> All for the Sekiro. Yeah, man. It's unmatched. It really is. It's unmatched. I know. I got to play it someday. I need to. Yeah, you should. Oath break. Um, Mike Courtney, he says, Sud dudes. What's up, Mike What's up? Courtney? Glad you can pop into the stream here and hang out. Um, we're just about to read our one of one of our answer the boys comments. Um, since we have a handful and some of them are rather lengthy, um, might as well just kind of work them the whole episode. Yeah, man. Uh, Dad the Cap in the Discord, he said he's been playing Project Zomboid and Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. That must be the. the yeah, remake. that's his. That, that's his jam. He's the. Yeah, I, I think I saw the video that he put out. So he's, there he he's is. playing through that. What's up? There he is. Yeah, I need to play Doom you. Eternal. Um, for whatever reason, the one that came out before that made me like wickedly motion sick. So, so I'm not you not know, really up my alley. I need to play them, but it's frame rates like, are way too low for you. You maybe just got that's Ill. what it is, dude. Yeah, it it just wrecked my my equilibrium. I was all all over the place, so I had to give up on it. But it does look really cool. Uh, and I've never heard of Project Zomboid. So, is that underfunded? Underfunded cosplaying as Jeff? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hijacked him and. Dropping the yo, someone had to yeah. bring it back. And ugly kid Joe Cross, he said, Mike's a real boy. Uh, Mike is a real boy. He's a real boy out there on the beach, being a beach boy. <laughs> um, man, they're they're busy in the in the comments here. Is I don't know. I already read that one. Okay. Um, sweet. I mean, since Mike's here, we can just hear what Mike's playing, so he can get to um, get to hear all that. Big list incoming, he says. Beat Braveland Trilogy on the Switch. Very meh. I don't know why he plays meh games. Like, I yeah. stay away from he's, meh games. Yeah, he's right up there. He likes, the meh he games, likes huh? to punish himself with just meh Switch Nintendo yeah. games. I yeah. feel like that's the second one I've heard him say. Like, oh, I played it solid three out of ten. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's right. sad. Sad. Yeah. He, uh started under here on the switch been pretty cool so far and he recently beat detroit become human go check that out on showboy's gaming channel all his streams are up there as well as resident evil one hd on pc and all those are also mike what 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 do i have to do to get you to stream a playthrough of Sekiro, because nick's obviously like he's just he's fallen off the bandwagon he's not he's not on it there's there's two Two hills to climb with that statement. One, I have to play Sekiro, which I think I can get up that hill someday. But stream it? Absolutely (laughs) not. He's out. 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 (laughs) But Mike would. I feel like Mike would. Because he's played hard games. He's played a couple hard games. What what was uh, Darkest Dungeon, I think. Darkest Dungeon, yeah, yeah. So. And you'll have your walkthrough, like, on the side. Yeah, yeah. Holding his hand. Terrible video quality and all, you know. So here he is. He said the game. He needs the game. So I have the game. See, and that's a bad. That was a bad answer because that can be resolved rather quickly. So you should have maybe 
I will put it in the bushes at your house, Mike. Um, and you can <laughs> grab it as soon as you get home from vacation. Um, and sounds like that's the next game you're screaming, buddy. That would be that would be like a tune in every night type of deal for me if, <laughs> if he streamed Sakura. Probably more, uh, probably more tune in and watch Mike cry every night. I don't know. Yeah, I think it would be great. I'd love to see Bio play it as well. We're just really gonna pass your copy of Sekiro yeah, around. Yeah, just gonna get passed around. around yeah, <laughs> it's just just one viewer. It's Chad just watching everybody yeah. <laughs> replay Sekiro while he's replaying it himself for the for the seventeenth time. Yep. I've I've okay. gotten yeah. I'll be honest with you. I got I've gotten the itch while playing at Elden Ring to go back and play Sekiro again, even though I literally just did a walkthrough for it. <laughs> like that's wild. It's like playing arguably the best game of the year, and for some people, like ever. Yeah, but you're like, yeah, hey, I kind of want to play Sekiro again for the yeah. 17th time. Yeah, yeah, because it's got that it's got that underlying from software feeling to it, but the mm-hmm. combat's just not there, you know. Ooh, hey, answer it, Chad. Mike wants to see that is hoodie. a that is not a hoodie. It's a long sleeve T-shirt, but yes, it is PlayStation. Got the symbols. That sharp mic. Both, both sleeves. Oh yeah. It's got Super the, comfortable too. Like it's oh man, looks great. Looks cozy. You look cozy. It's very cozy. Yeah. Uh, you got, you got the right be... color bandana to match the yeah the, the P on the symbol. Yep. yep. Chad came prepared for a what's playing episode. He loves what's playing episodes. I do. My favorite. Um, Mike is also playing some other games on the PC. South Park: The Stick of Truth. That'll great be game. up on Showboy's Gaming YouTube channel eventually. Once he finishes that playthrough. And of course, Valheim always playing that just kind of in the background. He's also playing Pokemon Quest on mobile. There has to be a Pokemon game somewhere in my somewhere. Location. There's yeah, of no course. way you can you can get away from a Pokemon game. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to understand what Pokemon Quest is. It could be anything. Yeah. And yeah, these days when it comes <laughs> right. to Pokemon games. Yeah. And as a bonus part. To tonight's answer, the boys. I also asked what people are excited to play. Um, he's excited to play Cult of the Lamb, Pokemon, Pokemon Scarlet or Violet, Iron Tails. I know what that is, um, and whatever that dice game, Ugly Kid Joe Cross, recently streamed and beat. Uh, Joe, you should you should pop the answer to that question in chat. We can know what that game is because Mike couldn't remember the name of it. Um. But yeah, that was Mike and uh, Dad the Caps. Answer the boys. Looks like and... Lost in Random, maybe. Oh yeah, Lost he, in Random. He, he answered, he answered it. it in there. Lost in Random. Oh, I think I know what they're talking about. That did look very random. I watched Joe <laughs> play that for like thirty minutes. And yeah, like, that's what it is. Lost in Random. It looks kind of cool. cool. Yeah, it, it does. does. It's got really good reviews too. Reminds me of a. Elfin's Dream short that came out like I don't know 15 years ago. It was like yeah. the first fully animated um something like short. Maybe even longer than that that ago. Great game. Joe says great game. It looked good. I'll have to I'll have to find that. It has to be on Steam, I imagine. Seems like a Steam game. Yeah, it's me. on Steam because there was a review on it for Steam. Perfect. Well, <clears throat> tonight, 
not really gaming related, but I did want to highlight some things that have happened in the Disney Plus world because that was today. They had Disney Plus Day today. Yeah. Um, and not anything like groundbreaking. And actually not anything I'm going to like jump and watch. There's one thing we've already watched, but it's my son's fault. Um, and that would be Cars <laughs> on the Road. Uh, we already watched all eight episodes, but it's like it says 20 minutes. But, you know, they got they have to have seven minutes of credits in every language on Disney Plus. So, oh, yeah, that's annoying. So it's like, you know, a 10 minute episode and then they have <laughs> 10 minutes of credits. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but little things I thought the most interesting thing, not that I'm going to watch it necessarily, because this kind of is what House of the Dragons trying to do to me. It's a nine minute like teaser for Andor only on Disney Plus. Okay. <laughs> and they show like a whole scene. Um, and it just seems to. Seems not really needed because that's coming out like next week, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think they just kind of packaged up some material and was like, we got to release I mean, something. I will say that back in the day uh, when the Dawn of the Dead remake came out, mm-hmm. they put the first 10 minutes of the movie like on cable television one night. It was before before it released in theaters, they put the first 10 minutes on. And let me tell you, it made me go to the theater to watch it. True. Because the first 10 minutes True. of that movie is pretty crazy. So, uh, I mean, maybe that's the plan. I can't imagine they don't think that there's a lot of hype around Andor already. That they need to put I mean, out, like, a teaser to try and pull people in already. That seems odd. And worrisome. I mean, maybe, kind they're, of... maybe they're just doubling down and trying to be like... This is better than everything else we put out so far. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. And like shift the narrative there in terms of like the vibe. Yeah. Darken it up a little bit. This is, it'll be like, this is like the last episode of Obi-Wan um, all the way through. So, and it's not the book of Boba Fett. Maybe they're just trying to like really cement that into people's heads, uh, especially when they had the little AK 47 blip um, that could have made people like you, Chad, be like, I'm going to wait a year yeah. before I even watch it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the prop department's sleeping over there. Right. <laughs> um, some other things that are worth noting. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder is out there now on, on there to stream. So that's cool. Uh, adds a no- I'm, I'm proud of my Marvel movie keep up. Um, I'm complete. I've watched Multiverse of Madness the other week. So I was happy. Yeah, to- this is really good, man. Yeah, I was I was really happy with that with that movie. Um, so I kind of like this this cadence I have going here, where Keeping I just up. watch their movies like every three months. Um, yeah, as they come out on Disney Plus, I'm happy with that. Um, the trailer for Pinocchio. They have a ton of like weird. They keep doing this thing where they re- they're releasing like lots of behind the scenes and like adjacent featurettes with like yeah that's like different things you know what that is that's hey we don't really have anything to announce so let's just announce the stuff that we let's talk about the stuff that we already announced that's coming relatively quickly yeah and and i and I, at least i want to say this about andor i think the reason like they just they ha- they probably felt the need to really squeeze out that andor thing is um there's so far has been no mention of like a Mando trailer or teaser. And that's supposed to be coming out soonish. Soonish. Yeah. Um, I think you would have got something on that today. Yeah. So that was what a lot of people were hoping for with some sort of sign of Mando season three, but nothing. 
nothing. And I think that earlier this summer, there was like a very poor quality leak of some teaser stuff on that that came out. And they were thinking like, oh, they'll release like the official version of that. Nothing. Um, same thing with like Star Wars Day. They they also had nothing. So this was kind of like the last checkpoint for some Mando stuff, unless they're going to do like a super or not a Super Bowl, um, like something around like Christmas. I don't know. Maybe a Thanksgiving parade day. Like, I don't know. Like there's no Mando, no sign of Mando. So I don't know if that's concerning or not for people. Yeah, we do. uh we need to be on top of it because tomorrow, I think tomorrow is the Disney and Marvel Games Showcase uh, tomorrow at 1 mm. Pacific time, maybe. It's either maybe 1 hour time Mando or 1 game. Pacific time. Uh, you know, I, I, have some, I have some hopes for what we're going to see. I hope that we're going to see. So the Amy Hennig's. Marvel game that she's supposedly working on. She's the director for the first three Uncharted games. Hopefully we get to see what it is. I I was guessing that it was Daredevil, but it now seems like it's a, like an ensemble game of Marvel characters, which sounds maybe terrible. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to tune into that. I think it's, uh, I'll look at the time. It's either 1 PM or 4 PM, but yeah, I don't know. I, kind of wanted to maybe like do a live stream of that tomorrow and like watch along with it. That'd so, be cool. so we'll see how that pans out. I don't know the, the, yeah, we can talk about that off, off air, but I'm excited for it because I want to see what Marvel's got coming out. And I'm hopeful, even though I'm sure we're not going to get anything on it. Uh, I would like to see something on Spider-Man too think that's probably going to be saved for a PlayStation mm-hmm. showcase that is allegedly coming at some point here soon. Yeah. Like it was supposed sure. to happen in August. Didn't happen. So. Hey, they don't want to come empty handed. They don't want to do that to you. Yeah. Um, and I don't want them to do that because they've done <laughs> that the past couple times. Really? I mean, that, not really. Last one they, they, they showed, I think uh resident evil four remake. So. They didn't come completely empty-handed, but I, I want Spider-Man too. Like, give me something to buy. At least on once a year, that. they have a really good one. I think that's yeah. what's important. They have like yeah. the kind of the floppers in between. Yeah, and um, if you're gonna bail on E3 every year, you best put a showcase <laughs> out in the summertime. You know what I mean? Everyone should bail on E3, and just E3 should show up and be like, yeah. "Well, <laughs> we're um, yeah. we got nothing to announce." I yeah, guess I mean, we should I think start that, making games. <laughs> I think if you want to go against the grain, you 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 need to you need to fall into that role you know what i mean people want their gaming news in the summertime that's when we get most of it so if you're gonna bail you need to have something at least the week of e3 week after week before something yeah not september a little late a little late but maybe they weren't counting on it because e3 didn't happen this year so they trick you there's like hey next year here's what's gonna happen um so every other year sony actually has something to show yeah that's true um, uh, and I think there are some other, like, just things that people felt missing, like, uh, like a full trailer for Wakanda forever. Um, some like Star Wars Ahsoka, Ant-Man three. So I don't know if it's, they're completely done with the Disney, pl- like those kind of reveals, but it doesn't look like it because that thing you, you, you would assume that that Disney video game thing is tomorrow. 
so it's maybe going through the weekend. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And the la- the last thing that they did though reveal today was Lego. Throw it up on the screen. A full like three hundred dollar oh, nice. T'Challa bust. Yeah, that's um, cool. That, it's like it's like life size. Yeah, so like that's that's as big as your head, Chad. Like, yeah, that's cool. Um, Dig it. So yeah, that's pretty neat. Very very good design there. So that was the big reveal today in in the in the Lego world when it comes to Disney is the the full the full scale T'Challa bust. Nice. If the, only it wasn't hundreds of dollars. That that's just kind of like the thing now. Like uh, yeah, in the past, like basically right up to before the pandemic, it was still kind of low key how valuable Legos are. Like the fact that they don't depreciate in value, and then um, like ever since twenty twenty and forward, like it everyone's on to the fact that they don't depreciate. So yeah, everyone they never go on sale. Um, very rarely and not by that much. Um, the shelves get cleaned out and everything gets bought regardless of the price, really. So it's it's a crazy little crazy racket. And then as soon as Lego stops making a set, it just appreciates in value right after that. Oh, it's really? Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They'll start. They, they instantly start going up. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it because I, I I've bought a colossal amount of Marvel Legends figures, right? Mm uh, and some of those like get ridiculous after only after like a year, uh, maybe yep. even less time of being on the market. And it really agitates me. Cause I have a really bad habit of not buying things when I see them in store and then regretting it later when I yep. can't find them in stores and they're hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a fine line for me to walk there because I feel like I should just buy everything I want right when I see it because eventually I'm going to want it and I'm That's not going to be able to find it for a reasonable price. You know, it's hard. That's my problem. I yeah. have Lego. Like, it's just like, I might as well just buy it because worst case is like, I don't open it. And two years later, I'll just, I could just sell it. Yeah. Um, for double the price I paid for it. It just, right. I don't know. It's just at some point it's just like, duh. But that also yeah. that's how people kind of get into like the buy sell trade game with like Lego and collectibles in general. Before you know it, you have like yeah. a whole rotation going where you're buying, selling. Yeah, that I mean that's fine, but the the scalpers are what annoy the crap out of me. Like oh, when yeah. a f- when a figure comes out and I'm there day of and they're all sold out because some douchebag came in and bought the entire thing to sell on eBay. Meanwhile, yep. my kid's like, oh, I really wanted that figure. But I guess <laughs> I guess this nerd bought it from out <laughs> under yeah. us to sell on eBay for twice the price. That crap really annoys me, but you can't get around it. You know, can you just wait till like, is that just a supply thing or is it like legit? They're done making them because like Lego. Yeah, sometimes they get in a pinch and they just don't have enough to meet demand when it comes out. But eventually, like months or even a year later, there will be the appropriate amount out there to where there's enough for people to get. Yeah, I think so with legends specifically, they have a really bad habit of doing uh, vendor exclusive figures. So they'll have like target will have exclusive figures. Walmart will have exclusive figures for a long time. I don't know if they're still doing it. Walgreens actually got exclusive figures. The problem with that 
is that Walgreens certainly does not keep up their stock of Marvel Legends figures. So if that (laughs) figure that you want is exclusive to Walgreens, there is practically zero chance that you're going to get it today, at least, uh, you know, in 2022, maybe a couple years ago when they actually kept stock in that stuff. Yeah, it would you, you would find them. But that 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 combined with there just doesn't seem to be a lot of certain figures that come out. And I don't know what I don't know what if it's a supply issue, if it's a manufacturing issue, if it's a mm-hmm. popularity issue and people are just buying them as soon as they go up on the rack. But you'll I mean, you can go look at the Marvel Legends sections at. Right now, you can go to Target, Walmart books a million they'll practically have all the figures that don't sell and they're all the same right so So, i don't know it's a it's a pain to to find the one that you're going for that's why i typically try to pre-order them but you know like i don't i'm sure you can pre-order them on at target prime example is gamestop just got uh mr negative which i've been waiting for for literal since since the 2018 spider-man came out uh, finally, it's here, 2022. They revealed it, and it's a GameStop exclusive, so I have to go in there and pre-order it. GameStop's really good with their pre-orders. I've never had any issue, but other retailers seem to not have it down on the figures for whatever reason. They'll cancel your pre-orders, that kind of stuff. So it's just moving to it. To as much as I hate it because I like physical stores, I like going and getting something and, and bringing it home. Really, the the best way to get Legends figures now is online. It's no doubt you can get go to Big Bad Toy Stores or something like that and pre-order whatever the heck you're looking for. Hasbro has a website called Hasbro Pulse that also has ex- exclusive figures on there. And they seem to have a much higher stock of pre-orders, obviously, because it's coming straight from Hasbro. So... It's annoying because so you can't like, get, like, like if you're willing to spend the money, you can get the ones you want. If you're like willing to M- spend the money. MSRP. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, like, yeah, I, theoretically, yes. Yeah, you could. Okay. But it, it it's vastly depending on, A, the figure, how they see okay. it being popular, because they might not make that money. Like some figures, you know, targets like 30 of them. And then they end up not selling. And then every time you go there, it's the same 30 figures that nobody's buying. And then they probably have a- they'll put out like a Spider-Man wave and they're gone as soon as they hit the rack. So yeah. I'm not seeing enough evidence to see if it's a supply issue. They're not giving enough or it's just people are just scalping them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder if it's just like harder for them to really tell truly like what's going to be the popular figure. Um, because mean, Lego has a ton imagine. of visibility into that from like the general community because if you want a lego set that comes out there's no way if you're willing to wait one two willing to just buy it right while lego is making it you will get it for what the msr proper price is without being scalped like obviously there's scalpers when there's a pinch in supply at the beginning but other than that like they make them for long enough they also will keep making them so long as they keep getting back ordered and ordered but then like they they wait a good year until they see it taper off then they will discontinue a set yeah i mean you you can do that same thing on like here you can you can get pretty much anything you want on hazard repulse if you pre-order it right but some of these Mm -hmm. pre-orders like they did the three spider-men from the new spider-man movie the 
pre-order for that, like it's going to be like six months to get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes maybe even longer. So I just have a hard time like pre-ordering something that I'm not going to get for an excessive amount of time. I'd rather just take my chances right. and bitch about it later. But the thing about that set specifically is it's a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Mm-hmm. And those, the exclusives for that website sell out in the pre-orders. And you got to be like on top, like they do a fan first Friday thing or whatever. Uh, maybe once a month, once every couple of months where they reveal new figures and then they go up like an hour later, two hours later. If you're not there for some of these figures, they're gone. Like the, the pre-orders are sold out. Yeah. yeah. And you have no chance of finding them in a store because they're a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. So you're going to have to get them off the website at some point. So there's extra effort basically is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely the extra effort and it, it annoys me because that set specifically for whatever reason, Hasbro puts a lot more effort into the comic versions of the figures versus the MCU version of the figures. So like the MCU Spider-Man, it just had the, the lines aren't painted on the figure. It's just like indents to show the lines. It looks like trash. It looks like a $2 figure you get at, you know, big lots. Yeah, so what really annoys me is they finally listened to everybody complaining about how m- little effort they put into the MCU figures and made these new Spider-Man figures look really good. And then they make it a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. It's like, come on, man. Like, like you've been putting out these MCU Spider-Man since far our uh, homecoming and they've all been trash. And now you finally get good ones and you lock it behind your Hasbro Pulse. That's a, that annoys me jerks yeah super jerks. annoying <laughs> hey well well i guess that doesn't help with the exclusives but sir troy's are gonna be in a huge Dude, location yeah. soon i and think this week is the last up. week in north canton and oh is it dang and then they're hoping to be able to open the new one um by the by the end of the month so that'll be in the old marks yeah is a discount outlet for a while but that's a huge space huge space and yeah, it's and right in there with the exchange like yeah it's a good little prime, plaza there now. prime plaza to be in yeah and they really like i said man they really back like a year ago they didn't even have marvel legends figures it was primarily no. lego and like what they have now yeah but that's all they had they didn't they had no action figures whatsoever and i think Their i went there games. like board games yeah what was it? There was another store that was there. Um, Treehouse Toys. Mm, maybe. Do you remember Treehouse Toys when we were younger? It, it was in that plaza. Much, much smaller. Maybe a quarter of the size of mm. Sir Troy's. But they had a lot of the same kind of toys. Um, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of moving in the direction of just being like the local Northeast Ohio Toys R Us. Because yeah. like, they just like they just got in like summer like to, like nerf like all that kind of crap so they they're definitely just slowly just like buying more and more crap as yeah. the, like people just know to go there when they want to go physically shop for toys and stuff yeah and and i definitely have gone there far more now that i know that they stepped their action figure game up because that's really all that we buy our our action figures toy wise for the most part now uh so I used to go to toys that time forgot, but that's just such a long hike out there to canal Fulton. You know what I mean? To, to walk around the store and their prices are a little absurd sometimes. So it's cool that this place is right around the corner. Now it's moving a little further up the corner, but you can't walk there anymore. Yeah. You definitely can't walk there anymore. (laughs) 
But yeah, I was super excited because I came in, I, I went in there like maybe six months ago and they had the new uh, Marvel Legends Spider-Man retro card, mm. the entire, the entire lot of them. So I was like, oh, dude, that's exciting because if I don't know if they're just doing the retro cards or if they're going to do them all, but clearly they're going to do them all because they had a entire aisle of them last time I went. So that's super exciting. I'm still hunting down a couple figures. I'm hoping that uh, they'll get them eventually. I have practically every Spider-Man villain except for Rhino, which is like a glaring hole in my Spider-Man rogues gallery that I don't have. Even I know uh, that. Right. And I have a Rhino, but it's not a Marvel Legends and he's like super loose and it's just chintzy. So they came out with a retro carded Rhino that looks really cool, but I can't freaking find it anywhere. So just hoping, just hoping, hoping you'll find it. Yeah. Cool. Well, what's uh what's the second bit of news you have? The Chad news, my Chad news, which you already know, uh, oh, I do. but the, but the world doesn't. And that is, I officially have bought a steam deck. It should be here oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, super excited. Pre-ordered this thing a long time ago. Like Can I borrow Maybe it? a year. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> so uh, my buddy at work got one. I pre-ordered mm. it for him and bought it for him, and then he paid me back for it. And when I think maybe when his came and I saw how cool it was, I pre-ordered it. So it was like literally like maybe last winter I pre-ordered it. Uh, I have to look at the date, but I finally got the email, almost missed it. So I hate the way that they do it. And I get that maybe it's, it's a practical way of doing it, but they, you put a $5 deposit down, which is cool. I like that form of pre-ordering. I don't like paying the whole thing when I pre-order it. That annoys me. But then (laughs) even though you pay that $5 and you pre-ordered it, whenever it's available, they send you an email to complete your purchase and you have 48 hours to complete your purchase. If you don't complete it in 48 hours, that's it. It's canceled. You get your five bucks back. So I figure uh, at least like you'd get kicked back like in the line, like different place. And I can't believe they cancel it. So (laughs) that was very stressful when we were doing his, because a, he really wanted it. Like he was texting me every day. Like, Hey, you get an email yet? You get an email yet for like six months, literally I'm like, no dude. And, and finally it came, but it's very stressful to keep up with that because a like inboxes nowadays, my inbox has like 600 emails in it. Like it's just a lost cause diving in there, trying to find a single email. So I was you should, able you to should actually... put up for a giveaway item. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) I might, I might, I might end up not liking it. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not a PC gamer. And anytime that I try to game on the PC, it just absolutely ruins any kind of experience that I have on PC. Yeah, but, but but I think this will be good for you because you can play those games on the Steam Deck. And I think that might be a better median for you than like sitting at a computer. Absolutely. I agree. And the, the primary reason so uh, let me get back to the how I so I got the email okay <laughs> yeah, yeah and I got it Monday which was Labor Day so like Tuesday night I was like I should probably check because they said September and yeah, yeah. it was in there like complete your purchase I'm like gee well, I can't believe a they sent it on a holiday 
and B, like 48 hours is just way too quick, bro. Like that's, that's stressful, but I completed the purchase. Unfortunately, it was supposed to get here today. I was hoping to have it for tonight. Uh, don't talk shit about the Vita. The Vita is a fantastic handheld. Um, Ugly kid Joe Cressa. It's yeah. gotta be better than the Vita. Um, the I mean, fantastic. I'll, I'll, yeah, but, I'll fight to the death for that. But net like 10, what, 15 years later, like it ought, it's going to be better. Oh right? yeah. It's dead. Yeah. yeah. The Vita's dead. And I'll be honest with you. Okay. So the reason that I love the Vita so much is because I played persona four golden on it, which ended up being one of my favorite games of all time like a huge hundred hour jrpg the reason i got the steam deck is because if you remember when we pitched remake games on here i pitched a persona 3 remake taking both of the games that are out for that portable and fez and putting them together because in the original you can't control your party and in portable there they took out all the cutscenes and explorable areas and it's really just static screens I literally just bought a Steam Deck to emulate Persona 3 Fez so I can finally freaking play this game on a handheld and complete my goal because they're not going to give it to me clearly because they announced that Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 are coming to the Switch. Why would they put... Persona Portable is not the game that needs to come to modern consoles. It's Fez. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to play Portable. It's literally a portable version of the original game. Now, I heard it was because you can control your party, and and I'll admit, in JRPGs, that's kind of a huge deal to be able to control everybody in your party, not just having the AI make decisions. But it's not worth everything that you're giving up in the original Persona 3 Fez, or Persona 3 period. So... I looked at, uh, you know, I looked to see if you could put emulators on the Steam Deck, and there is a huge community of people that are emulating off the Steam Deck. So I'm, for the time being, probably because I don't have any Steam games, I maybe have like a couple. Uh, it's going to be straight emulation for me on the Steam Deck. <laughs> so that's wild. Yeah, I really just want one to play Valheim anywhere I go. Yeah, dude, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, I've seen videos. uh, Another one that I'm definitely eyeing is The Witcher Three on there because it Mm. they've got it running 60 FPS on this on the Steam Deck. So multiple games are running 60 FPS on this thing. So I'm super excited. It's excessively large. Like it's it's well out of the realm of a handheld. <laughs> like it's much bigger than the switch. It's, but it's, it's like laying in bed, sitting on the couch. Right. Yep. See, if I got one, I, I would probably tap into a ton of games that I purchased on steam, but like never played on steam just yeah. because either I consider them more console games and I wish I bought them on the console or they're just games that like, I'm not going to sit at my desk and play. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably eventually get one. Um, eventually, yeah. I so the the thing that's really cool for me, at least, about the Steam Deck is that the Steam library is massive. So there's a lot of old games on there. Old games, a that you can't get on console anymore. Old games that run far better on PC than they do on console now. So yeah. that's that. The Witcher Three is a prime example of that. I just downloaded the witcher 3 and played a couple hours of it on the ps5 it runs at 30 fps 
and it's just jarring, dude. It's jarring. It is what it is. I, I can't adjust to going back to 30 FPS after playing 60. Uh, I know that it's like... I want you I to play when... Spider-Man on, on 30 FPS. I did play you, Spider-Man. You... Oh, that when I did the, just yeah, throw up, though? Yeah, when I did the stream of Spider-Man, uh, that was at 30 FPS. But it's really, at the end of the day, it takes like maybe an hour to readjust to it, and then it really looks no different but it's a miserable hour for me to get through because it just makes me super nauseous and gives me a crushing headache. But right. Uh, Spider-Man is on, is verified on the steam deck as well. So I don't know, man, like if we're talking, I can play Elden ring on the steam deck verified. I can play Sekiro on the steam deck verified Ghost to Tsushima. It's not to steam yet, but you can play it with the PlayStation plus app and stream it. Oh, that's crazy. You can do Xbox Game Pass streaming games from there, dude. It is a probably pound for pound currently, dollar for dollar, the best console because of the mass amount of stuff that you can play on it. And it runs it really well. Like we're not talking like, yeah, it's a handheld like the Switch. Yeah, it's a handheld, but it runs not very high fidelity games, right? They need to add. So you know how in Steam, um, basically, when you on, on in your library, they have like all the icons for single player, multiplayer, controller support, all that stuff. Uh, they need to add an icon up there for Steam Deck verified. Yeah, there's you a. To, you have to go to the store page to see that. Yeah, there's a list of them. So the the way that I understand it is there's a list of verified games. There's a list of playable games. There's a mm-hmm. list of right. uh, unknown and then unsupported. And from what I hear, like even some of the unsupported games play just fine on it. But the way that the verified works is they want you to be able to download the game, start it up and have no issues. So right. if you you don't have to go in and tinker in any of the settings, nothing. So if you like download Madden and you have to sign in to EA but you have to like hook a keyboard up to it because of something funky then it's it's not verified even though it probably is going to play just fine when you do that so i think the 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 list of verified games looks small but if it's running some of those games on there i almost guarantee you it's going to run almost anything it's elden ring is verified a huge massive Massive open world game is verified on Steam Deck, right? So, Lord of the Rings Online is playable. There's lots yeah. of playable games. Yeah, and those were like, I, I I can't remember what the the playable ones mean, but literally like there's there's a whole like uh, Reddit thing devoted to games that that run on it that aren't verified yet. Arkham yeah. City, I think, was unverified for the longest time unplayable or unknown or whatever they they called it uh and it got verified so i you know that because i never played arkham city so there's a there's uh, there's a lot to be excited about uh, i do have to get myself an sd card and the, let me tell you wow didn't realize how expensive those things were yeah, if you want to get like a one terabyte uh, but that's the other thing like sd cards are one terabyte the last time you bought an sd card how big were they yeah gigs yeah, <laughs> yeah and they like, like a gig it was like whoa yeah that's the high dollar one so 
I'll probably end up just getting a a cheaper one. I don't have any issue with deleting games, so it doesn't make that big of a difference to me if I have to delete games to download it. So I'm not going to probably get a terabyte because they're like two hundred dollars. That's like almost doubles the price of, of yeah, the I Steam Deck. Everything itself. everything will Steam Cloud save. If, if it's a Steam game, it'll it'll save to the Steam Cloud, so you don't got to worry about your save file. So you should, yeah, you can just freely download and delete at least yeah. the Steam games. Your emulators, you'll might run into trouble if you're. So the the video that I watched a video today of somebody putting on uh, PCX two or whatever uh, PXCS two whatever the PlayStation two emulator is, and you can actually migrate the catalog into Steam which is super cool. So you just download the games, you know, yeah. the, the games into that, and then you can move it over to the Steam library, which is super cool. So yeah, I got a lot of tinkering to do. I know that there's a lot of stuff that you have to tinker to get everything running good from what I've heard of people that have it. I just but, like how open-ended the platform is. Dude, like, it's that's so nice yeah. that they do that. I mean, it's running like Linux, I think. So it's yeah, it's, it's just a PC, like yeah, it's just that's the coolest thing PC. about it. It's a handheld PC, and that's that's like my jam, dude. Because normally when I play PC, and it might happen here, because I am playing PC games. But normally, if I sit down to play a PC game, I spend eighty percent of my time trying to get the game to look and run perfectly, and and ten percent, you know, I spend all that time, and then I'm like, I don't even want to play it anymore. Like it's yeah, it's just running. Turn, right, it, just turn just, everything all the way up. Yeah. So. There are like, uh, yeah, man, I'm just excited. I'm excited. There's a lot of games that I want to play that I can't get a hold of. And it it has to be Persona 3 Fez first for me because I've been waiting for that game for literal years. Like almost a decade. decade. I definitely want to physically see it um, because it just sounds cool. Um, It's kind of like seeing a a PlayStation 5 for the first time. Like just what is it? Look and feel like what's what's the Yeah, it's huge, man. It's big. I mean, um, it it absolutely dwarfs the Switch. It's massive. Good. Twitch's a little small. Yeah. Twitch's too small. <laughs> um, nice. I mean, speak. Um, I also saw that the in Australia, they have them. I think just Australia right now has them. But the 1200 model of the PlayStation 5. Uh, so this will be like the third edition of the PlayStation 5. I think I heard about it, yeah. They did. I think last year they did like a. They did something stupid where they made it lighter, but they did that by making the heat sink smaller and taking out like some important things. Yeah. Um. I want to <laughs> check and see if I have that one or not. I probably do. You probably um, don't know because you got it relatively close to launch, didn't you? Um. Because that wasn't until I, you got it in the first year, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you probably still it. have the. And OG. yeah, but so so this one, this one, um, it's lighter, but it has like the heat sink added back on, and you can like see the copper in there too. So like, definitely, it seems upgraded and is much better at cooling. Um, yeah, and like they just kind of rebuilt the inside by a bunch, and also made it significantly lighter. Which I don't know why a console has to be lighter or heavier. I guess some people God, travel with I them, haven't t- but. Yeah, that's all. Um, but I haven't touched mine. Mine doesn't since move. I, mine doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> Never shall it. It should yeah. sit right where it stays. I think the, the Steam Deck is going to take place of the, the traveling companion when I go to the fire department. Like, I don't know why I'm burning my PlayStation. 
But dude, I'm, I I just like got super excited because I realized, even though I read it the other day, that Sekiro is is verified on there. Like, that's where I'm gonna play Sekiro next. Like a handheld <laughs> Sekiro, I'm in everywhere, everywhere. I'm also curious because I, I assume that you can mod as well because it is just a PC, so you could probably put mods on. I would imagine. Well, if the Steam Workshop is available for a game and there's mods through the steam definitely you can do that yeah Um, but but since you can emulate i really imagine you can do anything you can people if you people if people have emulators on there people are going to figure out how to install custom mods um, yeah for whatever you want right here's a here's a fun tidbit little kid joe cross still has his ps4 that he got on release night and he believes he was with you chad I definitely was, and I still have a picture of you from that night as well, wearing a Wolverine Dang. hoodie. Yeah, try and find Dang. it. Yeah, try and find it, and we'll slap it up on the screen. I remember getting Gears of War two when that came out, like on release night. It was like a Black Friday, even I think, or something like that. And That's then, like, the other thing, dude, because. There's a lot of Xbox games that I have not played because I don't own an Xbox, and a lot of them are probably on Steam, if not all of them, right? Uh, yeah, over the years, they've definitely been good about just getting things out to PC. Um, I don't know about some of like the real deep exclusives like Gears of War and stuff, but... Uh, well, I mean, Halo's all on there. Yeah, Halo's I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure that that stuff's all on there. So yeah, you can you might have a whole new world. Of games to break into, Chad. I do, man. I'm excited. You, it just uh, it it does annoy me a little bit because like Sekiro's sixty bucks still on Steam. I know they put on sales a lot, so I'm hoping uh, hoping that will that that one goes on. I think a, a fairly deep discount when it does go on sale. So there there are ones though that annoy me where they go on like a ten percent discount. And that's all I yeah. ever seen. It's just so annoying. Um, but it's like, like I want the I want the 70% discount. Right. Uh, but it's it. almost like you know how I paid full price for Ghost of Tsushima again. It's just like the experience, man. Like of playing Sekiro on the handheld. It's worth his 60 bucks for me probably. But I'm going to have yep. my hands completely full with Persona 3 yeah. for the first while, you know. Yeah. Well, good good knowing you. Good uh yeah, you never hear from me again. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I found make, it. Make time for your family. Make time for the pod. You know, but um, good knowing you. If make I sure if I work. send you this picture, can you slap it up on the screen? Yeah, I can. And while we're where we're at, Ugly Kid Joe Cross, he did submit what he's been playing, and he is excited to play. Um, and he's currently playing Tower Fantasy on mobile slash PC, Disney Dreamlight Valley on PC, Brawl Stars on mobile, Pokemon Sword on Switch, Valheim on the PC, and Flesh and Blood TCG. So I, outside of Valheim, like a lot of that's just very foreign to me. Um yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I've heard too much. Flesh of it. and Blood, <laughs> like that's the most rowdy one on there. He's got Disney Dre- Day- Dreamlight Valley, but then he has Flesh and Blood. I like that dichotomy yeah. there. <laughs> and yeah, he's excited a... for Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Skull and Bones, which Skull a lot and Bones of looks. Are for. Yeah, 
I yeah, I'm pretty excited for Skull and Bones. I I I did read an article of a developer saying that it's not very deep, which is a little concerning that the developers, uh, you know, one of the developers is saying that. So Yikes. we'll see. I mean, it. I, I'm not expecting it to be too deep because it is kind of like a. I don't want to call it a spinoff to Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but that's where it's that's where it came from. Like they wanted to make a, a standalone game. It's just been an excessive amount of time. They've been working on this game, obviously, but yeah, I thought the gameplay looked really cool. Yeah. And I mean, I imagine you can, if it's on the, if it's in steam, then it'd be, it's just weird that you like, you could be playing on the steam deck and I could be playing at my PC. Right. Yeah. Such a crazy Definitely. world. Yeah. Uh, he's also sure. excited for a slime rancher too. That sounds fun. Um, and he wants to say Flesh and Blood is a trading card game. And I think that acronym did escape me. I'm glad he oh, clarified yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, you talked. About, I think we talked about that on one of the episodes you were on, Joe. Oh, that's probably the, what, um, what he was on the last What's Playing. Was he? I thought he was. Dang, is it that long that featuring, ago? Featuring uh, Kid Joe Cross. I was I was in our content recently, just kind of going through some stuff, and yeah, uh, that yeah, that was it's Game of Thrones sucked up a lot of the summer, Chad. Um, it did it did? Um, it, it really put some space between uh like past episodes. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you you sent that? Yeah, I texted it to you. Oh, this is a good one. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get this up on the screen because this is the exact night that he is talking about. So we went to the release of the PS4 uh, to the GameStop over by Coles in Canton. And this was our little, all right. Can't remember if, here we go. Can't remember if we went to Walmart. I think this is Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> There's Joey wearing his little Wolverine hoodie from that night. Ugly I don't know what Joe we were doing. Crossed. I think we were just hanging what out while this? we were waiting till midnight. Uh, 2014, maybe. I Man, think that's when the PS4 released. 2014. That's his little eye. I see it in that in that little yep. cutout. That's definitely all yep, the kids Joe Cross. You should have bought that hoodie. That. It, you're rocking it. You're rocking it. He should have bought it, and then he could be wearing it on one of his streams. Yeah. <laughs> man, look at that. Yeah, man, that's, that was a, a, fun that's night. a throwback Thursday. Probably wasn't Thursday, <laughs> but <laughs> no, classic. No. Actually, it might have been Thursday because I think the Friday consoles release. released on Fridays. Yeah, I'll look up the, yeah, the release date of the PS4, see what date it was. Back when Walmart was remotely cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how we ended up all the way over at Walmart because it's not I mean, it's right up the road, but it's not like I don't know why we didn't just go to Target, which is in the same <laughs> plaza, but. In Belden, in Belden, yeah. Yeah, they're 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 two technically different plazas, uh, but yeah, they're right up the street from each other. So maybe Target looked at uh, too busy. Maybe you guys were yeah. low key. Yeah, and that Target that, that Walmart's kind of low key because it's like half a Walmart. I feel like. Right. Yeah, it's not as big as the super centers or whatever. So the I was wrong. Twenty thirteen is when. The November 15th of 2013. So I was one year off, which is really weird because it says on here that 
the PlayStation, <laughs> the PlayStation released in Japan, PlayStation Four released in Japan in February of 2014. So it released in North America before Japan, which is kind of odd, right? Eh, that happens. But with a Japanese company, yeah, it seems odd though. All right, let me look yeah, up and see what day I mean, is. We probably maybe we probably have the stronger market. You know, if you gotta pump ourselves, maybe they have different. You know, they have different types of plugs in different countries. Maybe there's like a they couldn't like figure out the the power supply yet. I don't know. The fifteenth was a Friday, so it was Thursday. Boom. Thursday night we were hanging out. Throwback Thursday for that midnight release. <laughs> He was so happy in that picture. Yeah. Yeah, we were having a good time, man. We always had... Dude, I, I've got great freaking stories of midnight releases with Joe. Like, there's always some story behind our midnight releases. Like, we had a we had a good freaking time. Every Call of Duty we went to. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get him on here and talk about them because they're, they're, some of them are pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, what would that topic be? That topic would be, like... Um, GameStop at the Strip Rip. Did they go out of business? I don't think they did. No, they're still there. Yeah, they're still there. No, I think Uh, you were talking about something else you mentioned. No, I'm almost 100% positive that we got the PS4 at the one over by uh, Target and Kohl's. The Call of Duty Modern Warfare like 2 or something. We We were at a couple midnight releases at the Strip, but they were games. I'm I'm almost 100% positive because we sat in your car right in front of dicks uh hanging out waiting for the release those game stops are so close in proximity like they're a two minute drive from each other that's so weird yeah it's really odd and then there's the exchange and then there's the exchange like yeah there's lots of spots to stop for uh for the games around here yeah and it's annoying because like especially for the exchange, like th- those two game shops are largely the same, right? Size wise and, and yep. amount of stuff that they're selling the exchange on Cleveland Avenue versus the exchange in Belden village is almost like the one in Belden village is maybe a quarter of the size of yeah. the one on Cleveland Avenue. So, yeah, yeah. but it's so funny because the one, on, the one in Belden looks like it would be bigger because the one on Cleveland Avenue. So is so unassuming, like the way that building sits, yeah. You walk in there and it's just like massive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you remember Babbage's in the mall in Belden, Belden Village Mall? So Babbage's was like, uh, it might have been a competitor to GameStop and then GameStop ended up buying them. But that's where I got literally all my games when I was a kid was at that Babbage's in Belden. And uh, yeah. it's no longer there. The space is not even there anymore, which is totally a bummer. It's like totally remodeled, made to something else. Obviously, it's been like 20 something years, but I used to just stop in uh, in whatever was there now it was like a lotion place just to like be nostalgic of the shelves because they didn't change the shelves <laughs> or anything. But dude, you're just like that place. walking through, just touching the shelves and the lotion. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember when there was cool shit here, not lotion. Yeah, like I I got anything. I got so many good memories of that place, dude. That's where I bought like every PlayStation game, every PlayStation 2 game. I found my Wii's there when I bought the Wii originally. uh, You know, they were super difficult to find. I was able to stumble across them. I just missed that freaking place, man. It wasn't that big, but it was just, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the day 
when strategy guides were like a big thing, they had the like yeah. bookshelves of strategy guides. It's just, oh God, I miss that place so much. Yeah. And I'm always like hunting for like a photo of it. Like somebody's got to have a photo of that place in its prime. You know what I mean? So if this hits the interwebs and you've got a photo of Babbage's back in the early 2000s, send it my way so I can reminisce. So it's starting to fade out of my memory. <laughs> yeah. What it looked like. Do you know uh Joe's talking about here? Subfights and tree eating? Subfights and tree eating. Yes, this is these are stories from the uh, midnight releases. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah, man. Getting getting in fights with subs from the subway in Walmart and <laughs> tree eating. I don't really want I don't know. I don't Oh know. yeah, that's the that's the best story there. We'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah, we'll save it. Just be like midnight yeah. release stories. That's like the yeah. whole episode. <laughs> um, Biosiv says Babbage's is where I bought, went for my Call of Duty midnight releases next door to KB Toys. Yeah. Yep. And the GameStop by that Target used to be Funko, Funko Land. Land. Yes. Yeah, man. So they just I, sold straight Funko to... Pops? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh... I don't know that I shopped too much at Funko Land. My my mom always took me to Babbage's for whatever reason. I think it was because she wanted to go to the mall, right? So yeah, that's uh, right. yeah. So majority of my stuff was done there. I do actually have really fond memories of Circuit City when it was over there as well. Mm. Uh, fond PlayStation Two memories with that because they had it on demo before it released the PlayStation Two, and they had Madden running. Before and I remember Circuit like C- City got muscled out of like... yeah before they just got worked over dude that place sucked let's be honest like even in oh, yeah. even in its heyday it was nothing compared to Best Buy oh, but yeah. yeah just that I mean dude I probably went there three times a week to play the Madden demo on the PS2 because it was like mind blowing <laughs> at the time like you could see their the muscles in their arms oh and stuff so it was like and absolutely mind blowing looks... and now it's just like yeah, over the top realistic there's sweat dripping off of them now so yeah it's basically photorealistic yeah it's damn yeah it's damn close the fans are pretty realistic like yeah 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 i remember like if you if you just look up images of like playstation one madden versus madden 2001 like side by side comparison maybe it's not as jarringly realistic as it was back then because of what we have now but back in the day dude that was like holy crap like (laughs) and i remember i remember my buddy and i talking about like i bet one year they're gonna add like dirt flying off their feet while they're running and that was like one of the big things they added in like 07 or 08 so i have very fond madden memories played literally every madden sounds gotta do it well I would say, Chad, what have you been playing? I have been playing. You're like breaking up. I don't know what's going on with you, <laughs> but it was rather entertaining sounding. Chad, what have you been playing? <laughs> um, it's just like sped up. But yeah, I've been playing a couple things. Madden, obviously, is one of them. The new Madden. Uh, Brady and I play a franchise together typically every year. We started it like a couple years ago. Last year, I think we cranked out like seven seasons of Madden on the same team together. Uh, So I've been playing a lot of Madden with him. I always make myself quarterback, him running back, and my youngest son, uh, wide receiver, 
And unfortunately, this year his flag football team is named the Raiders. We typically play with New England, but uh, he wanted to play with the Raiders. And just I'm not jiving with it, man. <laughs> like just not feeling it. We're we're in the playoffs. We just finished our regular season 15 and two. We typically don't lose a game, so that too is is like jarring that we even lost one game, let alone two. But I think we we found our rhythm. There's a little glitchiness to some of the stuff in the new Madden, right? It just came out. But so I've been playing a lot of that, but majority of my time has been sunk into Elden Ring. Finally, I played this game maybe like when we were doing season one of game. Yeah, well, no, it was when we were doing season one of Game of Thrones for the podcast. Mm. So however long that was, I got it from the library, played it, played a lot of it. I probably played 20 hours of it, maybe. And I like got enough to satisfy my curiosity, even though I I really harp on how much I love from software. I'm not the biggest fan of the combat in the souls games. It's just right. Not my jam really feels kind of like a modern rendition of Castlevania where everything your character's just like super heavy. He's like 900 pounds and everything's super slow. You're always like toppled over and like, yeah, touching the ground and moving. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the sliding. uh, It's, it's the, the rolling footwork that makes it yeah 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 Yeah. so i got i got enough of it to satisfy my curiosity returned it to the library and moved on to other games dragon quest 11 all the games that i played while we were doing the the game of thrones thing and i needed something to carry me through house of the dragon because i really cranked out practically everything that could even be remotely tied to game of thrones in some fashion and Elden Ring seemed like the obvious choice. It's a a big game. It will carry me through probably till the end of the series. And George R. R. Martin did writing on it. So it seems like a practical thing to go and play. So I was like, you know what, whatever I'll, I'll go get it from the library and I'm not going to buy it. Got it from the library again. And uh, yeah, I don't know, dude, it just clicked this time. Like I'm having the freaking time of my life all of a sudden. And I, I, it's weird because I have, yeah, so yeah, I'll I'll explain all that. But I have like a it's weird. I have like a have to take a break from a from software game to realize how much I love it because the same thing happened with Sekiro where I returned it and then, you know, got it again and ended up loving it. And that's kind of the the path I think I'm on with this. Uh it's it's it is kind of a mixed bag for me though because it's not like as polished as every other from software game to date has been Hmm. there's a lot there's a lot of like popping in the graphics there's a lot of huge dips in the performance like i'm running performance mode which is 60 fps and there are times where it's dipping probably below like 40 into the 30s in certain areas but all of that's overshadowed by just how great everything else is in the game the one thing that Sekiro does not have compared to the Dark Souls franchise is the amount of customization for your character as far as weapon types and different skills and all kinds of stuff that you can get. That You could endlessly play this game a different class every time you play it, and you'll, you'll right. never go through all of them. So I started out originally 
rocking like a shield and a sword, which is just feels like for me, that's how I like to play Dark Souls. So felt like the right thing to do here. Uh, but once I got leveled up a little bit, I swapped over to dual katanas. And, you know, I love my katanas. Ooh. So I was rocking that for a really, really long time. They're super, super, super powerful. But I came across, and I didn't even know these were, I think these have been in past Souls games, but I came across a whip. Okay, and I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, I'm totally going to start whipping these these dudes, man. Like, this is awesome. So I actually ended up going out and hunting two of the most powerful whips in the game. They're identical. You have to get them from different you know, uh, quest lines and I am rocking dual whips. So the cool thing about Elden ring is if you rock two weapons in the same hand or in off opposite hands of the same class, you get a, I think they call it power stancing where you get an L one attack that uses both of them. And dude, this freaking whip, man, like it's just, I'm, I'm love, absolutely loving it. I'm a huge Castlevania fan. Castlevania Symphony of the Night made my top five list when we did that. So, uh, you know, whips are really big in in those games. And I'm just, this feels like a modern Castlevania game now that I'm whipping these whips around, dude. Found your groove. Found my freaking groove. Now, granted, when I, when I put the game back in, and I had a little bit of this issue when I first played Elden Ring. I don't know that, from software's design of game translates very well to an open world. And right. what I mean well, by that they have is performance issues too. Like that, they, well, they're just not used to that. Yeah. I mean, the game is mass, like absolutely right. absurdly large and that I'm sure is hurting the, the performance. They they've definitely stepped their game up as far as the size of this game. There are sections that they call legacy dungeons in Elden Ring, I think there's maybe like seven or eight of them that could literally be a standalone Dark Souls game. They're that big. So, uh, yeah, the game is massive. But what I mean as far as the translation to open world is they don't do like any kind of quest log. They don't do any kind of waypoints. They even in Sekiro, you don't really know what the hell you're supposed to be doing. You're just following the path. But in those games, because it's more linear of a fashion, you eventually find where the hell you're supposed to be going, right? Right. Same with Dark Souls. Same thing. There, there are some big open areas, but you eventually find where you need to go. There's only a couple ways to progress. Elden Ring is not that way. It's a traditional open world, open map, huge area. And it doesn't, you know, the story is the same thing where it's very like, secretive with the way it's telling the story it's very from soft i mean you can tell if you didn't know anything about the developer you would know that this is a from soft game because this is what they're known for they're not known for great storytelling i think they elevated their storytelling highly in sakura with cutscenes and that kind of stuff and there's some of that in elden ring but the main issue that i returned it in the first place is because like i got to a point where it's like i don't even know what the hell i'm supposed to be doing like where am i supposed to go like i don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm working towards you know what i mean where in sekiro and dark souls you know where you're gonna go you know where to go this because it's such an open world and there's you know those huge legacy dungeons like eight of them and there's a bunch of smaller dungeons as well 
you just don't know what I, I, I just like got to a point where it's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing right now. So I returned it and I got a little bit of that in the beginning of right coming back because a, it's very difficult to leave an RPG and come back months later. It's very difficult because you, you forget the controls, you forget what was going on. You forget your build, you forget everything. It's very difficult. The only one you can really do that with is the Witcher. And that might be one of the few that you can return to, you know, a year later and you still have a general idea of what's going on. Yeah. But, there's not a lot of diversity in like the right. character in the Witcher. There's like, yeah, what you what you stat into, but that doesn't really change. Yeah, it's not going to change. The fact that you have two much. swords and a crossbow and right. all that. And this is because you're you're leveling a character and putting points into stats. Like there's just a lot of customization going on in yep. this game. And if you forget what the hell you were building the first time you played it, and try to come here and and you forgot all that, and now you're trying to play a different way, it's not going to work because it's a Dark Souls game, and it's going to punish the shit out of you for forgetting what you were doing. So. I got a little bit of that, but I don't know, dude. I just these past couple of days, I just found my groove and I'm cranking through this game. I mean, I'm I'm having a blast. The boss designs. There are some bosses that are rivaling the bosses from Sekiro for me as far as Dang. how how well put together they are. Right. And the open world thing just adds like a chill kind of moment in the game where you don't normally get that in Dark Souls. It's usually white knuckled. Right the whole way through the open world gives you kind of like an exploring area to just Room go to and explore now. Yeah. Sometimes when you're exploring, do you run into like a freaking ice dragon? That's like way too high of a level for you. Sure. But you can just run away. You know what I mean? That's the cool thing about Elden ring is if you get to a point and you get your butt kicked, you can just go away and do something else. Cause there's, you know, 50 other things that you could be doing as well. That doesn't happen in Dark Souls. If you get your butt right. kicked, you have to get through whatever is kicking your butt to progress the game. Right. So, like I said, it's kind of a mixed bag with if this game trans or from software's formula translates to an open world. But once you get going with it, man, and once you find like a weapon that you really like and a build you're working towards and armor you really like it it's it's a hell of a game dude i'm i'm having a blast performance wise it, it, it definitely can be better especially we're now i don't know when this game came out it's months later like it's like a year i feel like yeah i mean i feel like maybe we should be doing some more patches i don't know if they're still doing patches but there there are definitely moments where it's not running very very good at all yeah, well, I think I think their inexperience in making open world games is what made so many people that play these kind of games like this because it's that Dark Souls stuff in an open world. And yeah, people were tired of the kind of like beat to death formula that you know really. Um, I mean, Assassin's Creed is a good example of it. Like they just went balls to the wall, like with Valhalla, and Valhalla is like a good example of just like that that formula stretched too far. Um, yeah. Even with yeah, like I, the Witcher too, um, or the Witcher, Witcher three as well. Um, yeah, just kind of like it strains it. You can only do that so much. So like you just gotta start redoing the way that looks. I'll yeah, probably I'll eventually. I'll probably eventually get Elden Ring. Probably next year, I'll, I'll get it. Especially if when it goes on like a deep sale. Um, I will say that it is. It is 
far in my experience so far, and I'm pretty far into it. I've gotten past the capital, so I'm I'm into what I would imagine is one of the later portions of the game. It is easily the most accessible from software game by a long right. shot. And it's right. it's because of that open world formula because you don't have to barrel through the thing that's kicking you over and over you can go do something else level up come back and and take it on but yeah they just uh you know it's got a very and and it really should have a very game of thrones vibe going on with it because george wrote and i don't know what Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot in comparison. There's actually a sword you can get in the game that looks exactly like the Iron Throne. It's, it's totally excessive. I can't stand it, but it's there if if you're into that. I was hoping for a little bit more nods to Game of Thrones. If I'm being honest, I was hoping maybe like Jon Snow's sword would be in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But instead, we just got this ridiculously large great sword that I can't stand using in any of the Souls games. So. But yeah, once I found the whips, dude, like it was like game over because each weapon has like a different perk on it. So it will do like frost damage, yada, yada, yada. So blood loss, which is like a bleeding proc that you can put onto your enemies, is easily the most powerful thing that I found in the game. And yeah. both of my whips have blood loss on them. Ooh, so when you're stack? just when you're just swinging these things around, like you can <laughs> see the the boss's bar get chunked, like a huge amount, and that's the blood loss. So I've been really building into the blood loss, and you know I'm I I did have to like look up guides for some of this stuff, dude. Especially the oh, quests. Yeah. Like there are some quest. There's a quest I'm working through right now. Like. I have no idea how the hell anybody figured out how to do any of this shit because it is so involved. Like I had, (laughs) you have to a, to even find the lady to get the quest. Originally, she's like in an absurd location that you have to do a crap ton of stuff to even get into that location. Mm -hmm. And then she just shows up randomly in the world to, and you have to talk to her to advance her quest line. I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to find her in this massive world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have been looking up some, uh, as far as the quest line stuff goes, I like figuring out the bosses for myself. So that's kind of the whole um, drive of this game. This type of game for me is figuring that stuff out. It reminds me a lot of, and I think Mega Man made my top five list as well. The Mega Man series where you're trying to figure out the boss rhythm and their weaknesses. It's like the modernization of Mega Man. If Mega Man was a modern game, this is the style that it would be. Is how I envision it. So that stuff, like I don't want to, I don't want to hear what's coming. I don't want to know what bosses are coming. I don't want to, I don't want to know strategies. That's like the fun part of the game, right? Yeah, for sure. You're making you're making Jeff want to play this game. You're making me want to play a little bit too. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, man. Like, I I don't want to say, I don't want to say that I like it more than Sekiro because I know in my in my heart that's probably not true. But nice. it is. It's making a damn good case, and the, and that's the reason for my discussion earlier with the article is I could see Sekiro two being a open world game like this. And it would translate very, very well to the fast movement and fast combat that Sekiro has. And it would be like another string in us hoping like there's an open world samurai yeah. Japanese would. 
Japan game. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. If, if Assassin's Creed's not going to do it and our only hope is Ghost, maybe, maybe, maybe from software we'll take that step. Yeah, I think that that and it, the same is true for Elden Ring. Really, any from software game are they excessively difficult at times? Yes, I'll admit they're they're some of the bosses and the final boss in Sekiro is one of the most ridiculous bosses I've ever fought in my life. But if you go back and watch my playthrough, I whooped his ass. So they're learnable. It's not a unfair game. You know what I mean? That's what makes these games so good. Is they're very 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 difficult at times but always always fair if you die you know exactly what you did wrong you just need to execute on not doing it again when you fight <laughs> and you know that that was something i had to learn with sekiro is because i outside of Mega Man, which those games the older games are difficult probably for like if you went and played it and never played it before they're not difficult for me because i grew up on those games and you know like Mega Man 3 is I could probably do it with my eyes shut, to be honest with you. But it, it it just there's no game that gives you the satisfaction that a From Software game does. When you beat a boss that has literally whooped your ass for two hours, you finally get that kill shot on him. There's no better feeling. There is absolutely no better feeling in the world of gaming specifically. And it makes up for the previous two hours of the worst feeling oh, in the world. Yes, yeah, and that's no. that's what I think. That's what I think the they do really well balance wise is they it's like the military where they, they they kick you down and then build you back up, right? That's what From Software has done for every game that they've released. They're going to kick you into the dirt until you learn their systems. This isn't a game that you can like Ghost of Tsushima. You can brute force your way through most of that game, even on the hardest difficulty. Like you're not going to get stuck at any point in that game. Eventually, you can just brute force your way through it. From software games are not like that. You're not brute forcing your way through anything. You need to learn the mechanics of the game. You need to learn the boss patterns. You need to learn their weaknesses. You need to learn when their openings are. You need to learn their patterns of what attacks are coming and what the windup is, what attack is coming after the windup. So, it's just, there's just no better feeling of accomplishment in gaming than from software games. And I think Elden Ring nails it to a T. Hmm. But you need to play Sekiro first. So don't even think yeah. about getting Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. Right. I need, I need, yeah. I need to, I need to play Sekiro. Maybe that's a game. Not looking forward to it, but it's a game I need to eventually play. You do. Um, I promise you, I, I promise you, that if you get that game's mechanics down, you will like that game, the combat in that game, more than Ghost of Tsushima or any game that you've probably played that has sword combat. Hmm. No no game does sword combat better than Sekiro. I don't care what it is. What the, only it is. Thing that, the only thing that would come somewhat close, and I think it's, personally, I think it's not close, would be the Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor games. That mm-hmm. sword combat feels really good. The Arkham combat with with mm-hmm. swords. But nothing beats Sekiro, man. Like, it's just once you get it down, you just feel like a badass. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time remembering to, like, block and parry. Like, yeah. Well, in, yeah, like, yeah. regular games. Like, even yeah. Assassin's Creed, I forget to, like, dodge. 
and I'm like, why am I they? Why are they just hitting me? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the th- that's like I said. Like most games, you you eventually can just brute force your way through it. Yeah. Sekiro, Elden Ring, Dark Souls, not happening. You need to learn yeah. that you won't. Once you get into Sekiro, I assure you, you won't forget to parry because you will be dead if you don't parry. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you just you just buckle down, dude. Just get into it, or Mike's gonna okay. take your take your reins from you. <laughs> well, you can't let I mean, Mike. You can't let Mike beat this game before you did. Before you do, you can't let that happen. Why can't I let that happen? Why? Why would you want that to happen? He plays way more games than me. It, it makes sense. Uh, no, statistically. no, no, no. But you made that. You made the original oath. But he doesn't. He doesn't play as good of games as I do. True. That's <laughs> valid. That's valid. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not that he doesn't play good games, but I feel like he floods his uh, his catalog with enough like mm, questionable games. games. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it takes it down a notch. I try to, I try to run a, a clean track record. You played, you played Fallen Order, right? Yep. And did you like the parrying system in that game? Yeah, even though I liked that I could brute force and not have to. Um, okay. But, um, but, but see, that, that that's the thing is like that game was one where I bumped the difficulty down just so I could like for the sake of finishing it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. The only option you have there in Sekiro is to bump the difficulty up, not down. <laughs> but the thing about Sekiro that I'm saying, though, is brute forcing your way through that game is by parrying. Like, you can just work enemies over by not even attacking them, just parrying them. Mm-hmm. So instead of attacking with R1, you're parrying with L1, and you'll kill those enemies a thousand percent quicker than you would by just straight attacking them. But you have to time your parries. Yeah, but once you get the timing down, it's it's there like it it doesn't yeah. go away it doesn't go away it's very tight very responsive very what fallen order should have felt like but it was right. just slightly off and bio and i talked about that it just was ever so slightly off and it made the gameplay feel weaker because of yeah it. the pro the problem with fallen order is it didn't have a good um like flow like you would parry and it would disrupt the flow of combat because yeah. they would like stagger. And then all of a sudden, like the, the cycle resets. Right. Kind of. um, yeah. You either that... killed them or the cycle reset and you're back to like where you started. Yeah. And that's where I think Sekiro gets it right. And I've said on this on here before Sekiro is a rhythm game. 100%. Even though it is a from software, you know, hard game. It is a rhythm game through and through. You're weaving in your deflects and your attacks and your parries and your prosthetic tools, and you have to do them appropriately at the right times. So it's through and through a rhythm game, especially some of the harder bosses. Like, I mean, it's like you're playing freaking Guitar Hero, literally. That you you get to that point where you just know when to deflect, when to attack, when to throw in your uh, Shinobi tools, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, maybe I'm making it sound worse, but there's no, yeah, I never combat. really liked guitar hero. I never saw the allure to those games. Okay. Either. Well, it's not, it's not a direct <laughs> comparison. Like you're I, not I watching you're stuff. That. You're not watching stuff come yeah, yeah. towards you on the screen. It's different, but it is a rhythm game. I know you're 100%. saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that about ghosts because like you could, that's what I liked about ghosts over like say Assassin's Creed is like ghosts. You could get into like a rhythm and like, just be 
butter slicing through like yep. enemies. Yeah. And like you in you the combat didn't have that breakup that you would find in like Assassin's Creed or um like another like game that doesn't have that flow. Yeah. I think that Ghost, like Fallen Order. Ghost does one versus many very, very, very well. Uh, not not as good as the Arkham games, probably. Arkham's, I think, the pinnacle of one versus many gameplay for me personally, but it's close. Mm-hmm. It does it very well. Sekiro is one-on-one combat. If you're fighting multiple enemies in Sekiro, you did something wrong, and you should probably run and reset the area and come back and fight a one-by-one because you're going to get worked over by multiple enemies. That's good. Uh, so so it's, it's just, you know, it's all about stealthing around, finding your path, through the area and taking everybody on with a stealth kill or one-on-one because you do not want to be worried. You do not want to be fighting like even two people at once is going to end badly for you. Same with souls games. That's how I play Assassin's Creed. Maybe that's how I need to play Sekiro. I used to do one-on-one and stealth kill everything. I mean, you got to remember that Sekiro is a ninja game. That's what you're playing as. You're a ninja. So use those dirty tactics where it felt so dirty to use in ghost of Tsushima. It shouldn't feel that way in Sekiro because that's literally what he is. So yeah, that's, that's the best path for a new person to take playing that game is stealthing their way through it. I like just running in and, and taking them on because I like the sword combat a lot, but for you, that's what I highly recommend. It's just trying to stealth your way through most of the areas because there are big enemies that you can get stealth kills on that will really work you over if you get into a fight with them so striking from the shadows is definitely the the way to go for a new player in Sekiro yeah and I think I think it'd be one thing if I don't know and also there's the added layer of like the meta like around dying and like those mechanics like that was confusing me I'm like why can't I just die and come back to life and just continue trying like continue dying by this other thing like there's some other like layer of yeah that that that'll go away after that first cutscene where you see it all it is is that you die twice that's it and that's what makes that's what differs Sekiro very very vastly from Dark Souls and Elden Ring and Elden Ring and Dark Souls you die once you're dead you're gonna have to restart the whole boss fight Sekiro not the case you get two two deaths sometimes three depending on how the the situation plans out pans out. So per all it is is like you, for the game. Yeah, so the way that it works is when you resurrect in Sekiro, you die and you hit that R R1 I think it is to resurrect. It puts a black strike over your resurrections down in the corner. You have to get another kill shot on a boss to remove that. So later in the game when you get three of those nodes, those resurrection nodes, if you die, it puts that black strike on it. But if you get a kill shot on one of the bosses, take away one of their health bars, that goes away so you can revive again. And you can mm-hmm. do that up to three times, depending on how the boss fight pans out. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that Elden, Wing, Elden Ring is probably the most accessible game now, but Sekiro back in the day was probably the, the most accessible from software game because of that mechanic specifically. And it sucks not having it in Elden Ring sometimes, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> because I, I I beat a boss today that probably took me 10, 10, 11 tries to do. 
And those 10, 11 tries were like literally one shot. If I had that resurrect, I could just resurrect, hit them once and, and be done with it. But I ended up dying. So I had to restart the whole thing all over again. So I do miss that resurrection mechanic in Sekiro, but I get why it's not here. They did try to add stealth into Elden Ring that just does not, like they maybe should have learned from the stealth in Sekiro. Like, I don't know, it's the same studio that made the game. So I don't know why the stealth feels so crappy in Elden Ring, but it's not a very viable option. Stealth can be option. tricky. Yeah. yeah, it can be tricky. I never, I never, I never got down with stealth and like, um, like Skyrim and stuff like that. Like, what one wasn't my playstyle, and like, it wasn't to me viable for a like, a dedicated path for my yeah. character. Like, yeah, I, would, I agree. I, basically, in in like higher levels, like basically once I got really op and I was starting to like branch into like random things that I wanted to do, then I was playing around with like bows and stealth and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, that's tricky. At least for me, the way I play, like as a primary means of. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you. I don't like stealthing really in games. I think what makes Sekiro stealth feel so good is the verticality of that game, where that's another big departure from Dark Souls. Dark Souls does not really have any kind of verticality. Yeah, with that with that rope that you have in Sekiro, you can get on top of buildings, drop down on enemies from practically any height as long as you time it up and land on them so i think that's what made me kind of lean that way that and i was getting my ass kicked if i was getting on a head-on fight with somebody so the stealth felt much better but most games i don't stealth elden ring like it's there especially with the whips now dude like i i've got such a reach with these things that You're it's like, like stealth whipping people out of the bushes yeah like just, dude it, Dude, those things feel so good, man. Like, it makes me want a modern 3D Castlevania game because it just feels so freaking cool to pull off. Do those have, like, a really good sound to them? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The ones that I have are are metal whips. That's why they have the bleed on them. So, uh, yeah, they have a really, really, really cool sound to them. I don't know that I'll ever swap from them because... Dude, there's literally like 500 weapons in this game. Like a massive amount of any weapon type that you can think of, it's in this game. And I don't know, it's just maybe it's because it's not in a lot of games, whips. It's just it's my jam now, dude. It's like, not. I, I mean, definitely yeah, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. It's not Especially the most two. Yeah, the most that you get whip-wise is literally like Castle the old school Castlevanias, which was like a side scrolling 2d game with a little whip that you used mm-hmm. so it's, it doesn't have that whip feeling this has a whip feeling to it and uh i think that they were in other dark souls games but i just never touched them because it sounded like a terrible idea but in elden ring they just feel so right man it's hard because nice. I, I i picked up a really freaking badass katana last night in elden <laughs> ring and i'm having a hard time not swapping over to it but Gotta stick with the whips, man. They're just they they've done me right so far. Like I've had an easy time since I got that build down. So it's not broke. Don't you're all right. Don't mess with it. (laughs) Um obviously, ever since like last week, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. So (laughs) I've been enjoying back getting back after into that after a long break. Um, but I finished the hidden ones. I just have one achievement in there that, that 
I don't I I don't know how to get because it's like free twenty rebels, but there's no like rebels to free. There's no rebels to free. This, I advance. I think because I finished the story, they're all free. Um, apparently, there's I have to go somewhere and find like rebels. Um, so almost hundred percent that. Just one more achievement, and then I I made some really good progress on the main the main game in terms of like I think I'm at eighty percent. Oh, nice! Going um, back and clearing everything out yep yeah just like tracking down like some oddball achievements like there's one where you tame a lion and you have to bring it to an alligator um oh really that's cool and then they fight and then you get an achievement just like really weird stuff like that um and then i i went through and killed <clears throat> did you ever find an elephant pit or like an elephant ring um I think Basically, so because I think there was a either weapon or, or armor you got for beating one of those. So whatever one that was, I got the armor. So yeah, there's I one. There were multiple the ones though. Yeah, there's the basically the one you encounter is like story driven, and it's like by Alexandria, like all the way north of the map. <clears throat> Out in the desert, there's two more like elephant pits. Um, they have to fight, and they're hard. But I looked up kind of like how to fight them and. They're pretty easy once you kind of know what to once do. Once you know, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, man. I mean, we did a full episode on it. I, I, I love that game. And I you know, like I said in that episode, Assassin's Creed should be going back. If they go back to that style of gameplay in Japan, dude, like fucking sign me up. Like a hundred percent. Throw a discovery tour thing in there and I will be day one buying that game. Even though it's Ubisoft, so it'll be a glitchy nightmare when it launches. I'll deal with it because it'll be well worth it. Yeah, if they went that route, Discovery Tour, like in Shogun Japan, like yeah, feudal Japan, dude. Oh my god, that gosh, would just be all over fantastic. it. Fantastic, it'd be so um, good. And then I started Curse of the Pharaohs uh, this week because I kind of, you know, I, I felt pretty good about where I was at. Uncovered all the map in the main game, and I was like, okay, I good, I did a good chunk there. So I'll go finish Curse of the Ferals. And that that's fun just because of the gameplay change up because, well, like narratively, you're like it's kind of like a like a artifact, you know, the idea is like someone disturbed a tomb, cursed yeah. the, the land. So like you're kinda on like a little bit of a detective mission, and it's like kind of tight knit like that. Um, so it's got some, it's some cool different story elements and, and it also just looks a little bit more polished cause it was the last DLC. The last so like, DLC yeah. Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. Um, I just like how, how much Liberty they take with the story elements in those games. Like there's literally like risen zombie Pharaohs that you fight. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Cause I watched the review on it cause I almost bought it cause it was on sale. Yeah. Well, how would you feel about that? Like, as they do that in Assassin's Creed, they like break the, those immersion elements. Like they would definitely do that in Japan to you. And oh yeah. Like, I, I guess mean, that I'm would be cool. It's cool anywhere you do it. Yeah. I'm here for that stuff because Japan has some really cool folklore creatures inside. There's a lot in Sekiro. A lot of the enemies that you're yeah, fighting in there right. are, are folklore, you know, Japanese folklore creatures. So yeah, I'd be here for it for sure. Yeah, but I do at the base of it don't want the story to revolve around that in an Assassin's Creed game. Right. Like, if you want to give me little side things to do that involve that, yeah, 
but I want the like political intrigue of the time, not the monsters that people thought were real that actually weren't. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that's something that Origins does really good too, is like the political intrigue. Because you really learn a lot about like, yeah. how all that's happening. That's super game to throw game Game of Thrones like it too. is. Um, yes. That's what bums it, me out that that and it might be in odyssey but it's not in valhalla like there's not a whole lot that's what of, i was gonna yeah i was gonna ask it i mean there's sound like it would be in there the the thing with valhalla is there is a lot of that stuff but it all is seemingly self-contained in the story that you're that, that you're playing there's a lot of different like you devote your your self to a specific part on the map and then you go solve whatever problem is going on there and there's some of that stuff is political intrigue going on in the area but it's pretty much self-contained when you finish that story you come back you pull the knife out of the mm-hmm. table and you stab it somewhere else and and move on now does it maybe come all back together at the end maybe i didn't get to the end i didn't finish the game even though i put like almost 100, <laughs> 200 hours, hours later yeah so it might come back but as far as them being related to each other in any capacity whatsoever. I didn't see it in my playthrough, which was kind of a bummer. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. Changed up my gear a little bit. We'll have to check out because I think on the 10th, Ubisoft is doing a live stream for Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And I know that I think we're going to almost certainly going to get to see something on Mirage. The one that we talked about last week and then i'm hoping we get some sort of hint on what infinity is or a, a screenshot or some some yeah a little bit of a hint i would imagine that they're not going to do a full live stream just on one game if they're doing an assassin's creed live stream i'm sure we're going to get some sort of snippet maybe more than a snippet but at least a snippet on what's on the going 10th? on with infinity so sunday yeah saturday I think it's saturday yeah dang okay yeah that'll be key um the other game and i don't, I don't really don't know if i mentioned this i don't, I don't know what last time i was on what's playing but um dragon ball z kakarot i know i've mentioned it before but like that game's just fun if you like dragon ball z um it just like re-goes through the story and like for an open world set in like dragon ball like it's I really want to, like, yeah. I want to play not that. Super in, it's not super in depth, but like, it's just enough to like entertain you in between and like give you enough break. But then you kind of get in the the way they set up like, um, like I just got the Namek, um, part of the, in the Frieza Sega, and like you're playing as Gohan, right? and like doing that bit of the story and then it jumps over and you, you know, you you pick up on Vegeta's timeline and like what he's doing, he's chasing down all the Ginyu force and just like murdering them. So like, yeah, it's cool like that. And then like slowly the world like opens up where you just do a little bit more, like most of you are collecting orbs and stuff to level your guys up, but it's fun. And like what they're kind of instance fights, but you have like the entire area to like fight in. Yeah, you can fight on the ground. You can fight in the air. You can fight under the water, and like you hit the ground, like stuff happens to like the ground and everything. Like it's very feel. It, they really did a really good job of capturing like fighting in, in yeah. that show. 
Yeah. I really want to play that game because I re- I'm not into Dragon Ball at all, but I want to be like, it seems like something I would love a hundred percent, but the anime is very intimidating. It's like Naruto where it's like 700 something episodes or something ridiculous. Uh, now that, so, now that, yeah, the, the, when they, when it was on like Cartoon Network, uh, like Toonami, though there's, for whatever reason, that's twice as long because they like overextend them and like stretch it out for the sake of like TV. There's something weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of anime have a lot of filler episodes where there's just not much going on in the way of the overarching story. So I know that you can look up like a list of non filler episodes for Naruto specifically. So I'm sure Dragon Quest is the same way where there's a excessive amount of filler episodes where nothing really happens. Yeah, but but this was like they did this on like Cartoon Network specifically. Like it's almost not original. Um, oh, really? Okay. And like and like like Bows have said here, like watch Dragon Ball Kai. It's the short version of it. So like they cut out a lot of the film. Like they're like literally the versions you were to buy now at the store or watch or stream. They are the abridged, like more condensed oh. versions. Yeah. So be a little less intimidated by that but if you want to play a game and get like basically the story down you know i like jiving with a show and a game at the same time so i think it would be cool if you were to play the game and then watch the show because this because that's like a reverse order for most people so it would be cool just to have you out in the world being like hey i played the game first then i went and watched the show yeah yeah that would be a cool experience to have right yeah i agree yeah i saw because i almost got it the other day because it's I think it was on sale on PlayStation. Yeah, I got it on sale. For like really, really, really cheap. I should have just bought it and just stuck it in my library for for something. I think it was like yeah. twenty bucks the other other month when I got it. Yeah. It looks like uh yeah, it looks really cool, man. And I it and I like I played the Demon Slayer game. So if it's like an abridged version of the story like that is, I, I like the Demon Slayer game a lot. So um good co a good couch co op on that game as well. And I don't know if uh, Dragon Ball has, like, can you fight each other in it? There's probably a game mode like that. Um, yeah. But if but you can get, like, basically the the side-scroll, like, Tekken version called um, Xenoverse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, saw I bought that. that for, like, three bucks yeah. on the PlayStation Store at the same time, and I played a little bit of that. Yeah, because I know Brady wants to get into Dragon Ball, too, because he's mentioned it a couple times. Dude, so I really, do. yeah, I just need to do it. I just need to find time because, <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm fully deep on the Game of Thrones thing, still going months later, and I'm waiting. Probably October is going to be devoted entirely to The Last of Us Part One because that game came mm. out. I've never replayed The Last of Us. I've played it one time, and uh, I would love to go back and play the new Part One. PlayStation Three. PlayStation 3. Or is that a 4? Yeah, yeah, yeah 3. PlayStation wow. 3. It was like, I, I think it was literally the last major release on PlayStation 3. Okay. So, yeah. I played the, I played the like, complete, like, final version of that on the 4. On the 4. Yeah, they had like a remaster on the 4. Yeah. Uh, I never played that one. So, yeah, I just have the memory of of the PlayStation 3 one. And this oh. one looks like it's a pretty decent upgrade even to that remaster. So, 
it's gonna be gorgeous compared to what you remember oh yeah i guarantee it yeah it looks it looks radically different from from what i remember just the reviews and stuff that i watch but that that seems like the perfect spooktober game to there's just some games like the way they make them just like you said with origins like they they were able to patch that for the 60 fps and like it looks like it came out yesterday yeah same thing with like last of us like that came out on the ps3 technically at the end but they're able to patch it work it up to basically look like it came out yesterday yeah yeah that's what i heard from the remaster that came out on the ps4 was that it was a a big step up from the ps3 but this part one this part one is allegedly built from the ground up for the ps5 like that's not a remaster like they built it up from the ground up so curious to see how it is i think the last of us 2 is one of the most beautifully stunning graphical games that i've ever played in my life and it's it it's taking you know part one obviously the last of us part two so they're going backwards but using the graphics from part two and uh maybe some of the gameplay elements as well so yeah i'm excited it's literally one of my favorite games of all time i've only played it once because it was the perfect freaking experience i i never felt a need to go back and replay it but that need has now arisen (laughs) that's a good point yeah it's definitely that's how i took it too i was like wow i played that it's like watching a really good movie once. Like it's, it's good. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, it's paced out so well and it, the pace of that though, too, because you can't really like crush through it and you right. don't want to. So you're really taking it all in. Yeah. And it's yeah, really like a moment thing. And then when you're done, you're like, Whoa. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, it literally, later. it's the only game that's ever made me cry ever. Like that, the the giraffe scene in that game, dude. I could, I can barely even fucking talk about it. Like I don't know, I I don't get emotional at much of anything. Uh, I've never cried at a movie or anything. That's the only thing that's ever media wise made Not me cry. Interstellar. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, fair. I I guess I do ball my <laughs> eyes out every time I watch Interstellar. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I forgot about Interstellar, but video game wise is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. You had to bring up the Interstellar thing, yeah. Maybe I need to bust that movie out because I was randomly last night. I was on. I finished up um, um, a documentary, a music documentary on Prime, and then I saw Wolf of Wall Street, and I was like, "Yeah, I got like forty minutes, you know." I'll yeah, just fire that up. Um, I love that fucking movie, man. I, was just, I need yeah, to go back re- and watch that. I, I haven't mean, I watched see, it. In it's forever. always so relevant in like memes and gifts, and like yeah. I was always like, "Man, I love that movie," and then, and then it was there, and I just clicked yeah. it and watched like the first like 40, 50 minutes, and I was like. I love this movie like yeah. so much. So, so the, to de- defend myself against the interstellar thing. So yes, I have cried multiple times watching interstellar, but one of those times, maybe like two times, first time I, I saw that scene. And then one of those times was right after uh, the Lieutenant's exam stuff at the fire department. And it was, I had did my like assessment center that night and I was working and I was in bed. It was more of like a, just a fucking relief of everything that I just went through and just happened to be directed at that scene in interstellar (laughs) that, that tipped it over the edge. You know what I mean? So really it's like once I cried at it, that doesn't count. I was probably crying for other reasons there. It was just tipped over by, by interstellar. Yeah. I saw it in IMAX. I think that's what was the tipping, the tipping factor there. Cause like IMAX is just, 
that movie in IMAX is just too exhausting. Uh, dude, I'm so fucking, I'm so jealous that you saw that in, in IMAX because I've never seen it on anything bigger than a 75 inch flat screen TV in my living room, which bums me out. I mean, recently, like, I brought up like the fact that Rogue One was in IMAX and the coworker went and saw it. I'm like, man, I'm so mad. I didn't like re organize my life to make that happen for myself <laughs> yeah it was in columbus so like it you know it'd be a decent reorganization of my life to like i'm gonna go to columbus and watch rogue one for yeah. the fourth Wait, time in theaters do you remember when it might have been right when covid hit tinseltown was doing like they were rerunning movies mm-hmm. or you could like rent the theater out by yourself and watch yeah. a movie or something yep, yep. and i was like always checking on there to see if interstellar was going to pop up because i was totally going to do it if if that interstellar awesome. popped up but it never did unfortunately one, one or 15 that would have been awesome one of those yeah. first theaters yeah on the Absolutely. big screen yeah Man, good movie um biosiv he's been playing some games per usual here's what he's been playing resident Evil 4 on the pc hotline miami on the pc oh great game I love Hotline Miami. Rogue Legacy on the PC. Dead Space 2 on the Xbox. Dang. Dead Space 2. I'm hey, saving I'm saving yep. myself for for the Dead Space remake and then maybe I'll consider two like on the Steam Deck or something. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Oh, that's another good reason. I mean, you can get you can get Dead Space 1 on the Steam, but they're, right. they're remastering it. Yeah. Super and Mass Effect. Mass Effect is is verified on there. The new one, Legendary Edition. Like that sounds mm. that sounds like the prime freaking handheld experience. I'm I'm kind of pissed that I already played through those games because that would have been that might have been yeah that might have taken those are good over on the, Persona. Yeah, me. but that's worth it playing Mass Effect on. That's the true. That's true. PS5 on a big yeah. TV. Yeah, that's true. There's just so much going on. In those Super Mario 64 on the Switch. Sifu, shout out. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, Bio, I, uh, checked out that new update that they, they, Sifu just got a new, uh, big update with a bunch of stuff in it. For whatever godforsaken reason, they still won't let you select your age at the start of the game. I don't know why that's not, an, they have all this other stuff that you can pick and they don't you let you select. That. No, you can go in and die until you turn the age that you oh. want to, but, I would like the option to play as the old man right from the start of the game. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to cheese it. That's kind of, so yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of sucks, but I don't know. Maybe it'll come in a, in a, but they did add a lot into this, this new update. So I do need to get back and maybe I'll, maybe I'll stream it at some point and get back into it because that looks like a game that they could even change or add quite a bit to over time. Just the way oh, it's structured yeah. and built. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I I don't think the roadmap shows any sort of, like, major DLC. It's mostly, like, high scores and modifiers, which is what they just added. Uh, They might have changed the scoring system as well, added in a couple of new outfits and stuff. But it's primarily the modifiers that I'm interested in, because you can get, like, unbreakable weapons, god mode... Harder en- do- enemies, no, no blocking, all kinds of stuff they added. So, 
They should do like a randomized boss version where it just shuffles the story. Like a boss boss rush mode would be awesome in that too. Sekiro got that update and that breathed a, a heck of a new life into that game because they had like <laughs> they had uh, different like categories of boss rushes and some of them are like the one is like eleven bosses in a row or something ridiculous and you can't die if you die you go back to the beginning. So I really wanted to in try to same, do that one. Like, in the same like load up like yes. instance. Yeah. Continue. You can you can kill a boss, rest at one of the idols to refresh your your health and your your stuff and then move on, but if you die you go all the way back to the beginning. Wow. Boss rush would be sweet biosevs. Biosevs. is a tongue twister for you there, bro. Yeah. Gauntlet fighting is so much fun. Is that is that like a gauntlet or like like a weapon type? Gauntlet fighting, so much fun. I have no idea. I think he I, I think he means gauntlet like boss rush, boss gauntlet yeah. is what he okay, means. Okay, yeah, that's maybe maybe you know I thought maybe Sifu had like gauntlets that you could wear, you yeah, could, like wear. <laughs> um, boxing gloves. They should they should add yeah. some like fun fun things like that. I am they... I am oddly curious of the breakable weapons because the, the weapons in that game do break rather easy. So I never really <laughs> use them that much. Really a, breakable weapons. Yeah, very breakable weapons. So I never used them. A because I, I felt like it was more badass to just kick everybody's ass with my hands and not use a weapon. But I would like to use like a unbreakable staff. Like the staff fighting in that game was really, really fun. So yeah, I do need to get back to that. But do I it. just I got like a plan. I got a plan and I can't. The Steam Deck is already going to wreck that plan probably. So spicy <laughs> Sifu on Steam. Yeah. Um, in Titanfall 2, he's also been playing. That's a interesting. I feel like that's did that just come out or is it just patched up now? It's like way more fun. No, it's old. Yeah, it's an old it's game. It's like a Xbox One. Early Xbox One game, maybe. Games he wants to play: Skull and Bones, Second Mention. I think that uh, that should probably should be on Mike's list too. Like everyone should just add that to their list. Because um, we're gonna have the the Showboys Armada or whatever is gonna yeah. Be on. Let's go. And maybe maybe that's that's what I want to say earlier. Maybe the developer just said that because like it isn't deep because like the right players could make it all the fun it needs to be right and i'll be honest with you most of the games that that have that as a plan fall apart rather quickly anthem i think yeah, had that as a plan <laughs> so anytime i hear like oh yeah the community is gonna make this game awesome i'm like okay not buying that game because you know the community is certainly not gonna make it awesome and it's gonna die rather quickly but we'll see oh. who knows yeah it's pirates there's not much out there that's similar to it so right right um Callisto protocol. I feel oh, like that. Yeah. What's that related to? Is that, that is the that is the quote spiritual successor to Dead Space. I think it's the original director oh. of Dead Space went on to do that Callisto protocol. It's a space horror game. Mm. And uh, you know what? That let me look that up uh real quick because I think that's coming out. That might be a good spooktober game as well though. Uh, I do want to. I do want to say this real quick. Going back to our Assassin's Creed thing, supposedly, according to a uh, 
Bloomberg writer. Ubisoft will be showing two other major games at this Assassin's Creed thing. An Assassin's Creed codenamed Red set in feudal Japan. And a one codenamed Neo or Hex set in the later stages of Holy of the Holy Roman Empire and revolves around the witch trials. Ooh. That sounds exciting. I'm in on both of those. Holy so, Roman Empire stuff is one cool stuff. Also brings it that's definitely trending in the direction of like old school um Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, right. Going into that stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not gonna hold my breath because the, the Japanese thing has been kicked around for many, 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 many years. But yeah. this guy, this this name, I'm not even gonna say his name, but he is a rather big name in gaming. And if he's saying it, it's making me more lenient on believing it. But we'll see. Saturday. Hey, we might be on the like precipice of like a huge Japanese samurai like wave because like we're like really in the thick of like the Viking wave like yep. on, in multiple genres of gaming across multiple medians of entertainment you know and we've got some good samurai entries but like like we said there's a lot missing there um, yeah like overall immerse yourself into it um, yeah so man so well I will happily happily play both of those games ghost of tsushima 2 <laughs> sekiro 2 and a assassin's creed and that, that's funny because i would not have said that six months ago that i would play right. an assassin's creed game in, in feudal japan but valhalla you had and to get origins. that origin yeah get yeah, that origins, origins experience yeah absolutely oh so good um he also wants to play scorn gotham knights atomic heart and resident evil reverse um and clarification he says that's resident evil pvpve um so that always piques mike's attention when you talk about resident evil he he's been on a resident evil crawl lately i feel like but that's all the answer to the boys um appreciate you all putting those in this week definitely lots of gaming going on here at the tail end of summer as everyone kind of nests in for for the cooler months here in ohio callisto protocol doesn't come out till december 2nd so it's well out of the <laughs> uh, spooktober time frame so last it's of the us opposite. it is yeah it's the opposite it needs to be like christmas themed and right santa claus i wonder if it i i think it is like snow based at least <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Maybe I'm it's wrong. It's like Die Hard Christmas movie, and this will be like a Christmas yeah. game. But yeah, <laughs> just because it's snowing and it's set during Christmas time, right? Yeah, it looks cool, man. I, I, I do feel like I should probably play Dead Space maybe before I play this game. Like I feel dirty playing this game before Dead Space, but it. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have a release window on Dead Space, so maybe we do. Yeah, I mean. A game I'm looking forward to playing. I think I'm just gonna have to bust out the Horizon Forbidden West. I'm gonna have to. I kind of want to wait for it to go on sale this holiday Dude. season. And, I mean, you do whatever you want, but that game is well worth every bit of the seventy. Oh, I'm sure. Price point every bit. I'm sure. I'm and sure. well, I'm playing having... Assassin's Creed makes me want to play 
that because like just open world RPG with good story. Yeah, it's going to be a man. It's going to be a toss up for me for game of the year between I want I, I had a great time with Sifu. I want to give it game of the year, but unfortunately it had the <laughs> the bad luck of releasing in the same year of two like world renowned games in Elden Ring and Horizon. But yeah, neck and neck Horizon and, and Elden Ring for me right now. We'll see how Good. the rest of Elden Ring pans out. But... Oh, that's what that's what it was. I, I was thinking about our game of the year episode and I was like, I probably should play uh Horizon. You really should play Horizon be- at least before that episode, yeah. Just because, like, I was, I was a big, I was a big pusher of that game back in the day when the first one came out. I was just like, come on, everyone, just play that game. Trust me. Yeah, it's this good. one <laughs> elevates. Yeah, this one elevates Horizon Zero Dawn by twenty. This, I mean, this, it was my. It, amazing. It was my Ghost of Tsushima where I was like, dude, yeah, great first entry to the series. If they just like capitalize on that. It won't and, die. Yeah, and this Forbidden West is what got me so excited for a Ghost of Tsushima too. Just the graphics <laughs> and the gameplay and everything. I'm like, dude, I could totally see a Tsushima sequel looking like this at least. Uh, and I know that it is patched up better than when I played it. It did have some glitches. It did have some performance oddities, I'll call it. But I got on it the other day just to check out the patch, and it's it's fixed from what I can tell. So, and yeah. that's also what I'm a big fan of. Waiting anymore. for that stuff. Like, yeah, I like I did that for Origins. So thankful I did because it, that game had major issues when it first came out. So like, even even if a game's like really good, and they're like, oh, don't worry about the bugs. Like it it's, makes it worth it. I'm like, yeah. I can wait six months for them to patch it and make right. it like pristine, and I have like no bad memories of this game just yeah. let it let it be perfect yeah it's a good it's a good sp- spot to jump in you definitely definitely should play it before the game of the year discussion because yeah no i think I, yeah i think i think in terms of my console career here it's going to be a a little bit more assassin's creed at least finish the story for pharos um, yeah and probably just like hit pause on like getting the platinum trophy there even though yeah. i might get close um but i also i also kind of want to suggest that you wait until you get a freaking 4k tv to play that game as well because that's like a glaring misstep in your house bro (laughs) like how do you not have a 120 hertz 4k tv at this at this moment Hmm. like if you wait if you can hold out on horizon until you get one of those tvs that is the experience to test that tv out right see that's another reason to wait yeah. <laughs> uh Dead Space is scheduled to release January twenty seventh of twenty twenty three. So not too okay. far off from okay. Callisto Protocol. Like a little well, over a month and a half. Hmm. Okay. Well I'll definitely be gunning for Dead Space remakes. I started that game and definitely was like just just far enough away where I can wait for the remake and it's not yeah. as palatable. Yeah. Like, that's what Resident that's day. like I'm waiting like Bio's playing Resident Evil 4 right now. I'm waiting for that remake. Uh because I it, Resident Evil 4 has like one of the worst gameplay elements where you can't move while you're shooting and in today that's not gonna translate very well if I go back and yeah. play that now. You know what I mean? So I'm waiting for that. 
and I'm definitely waiting for the Dead Space. I've I've been treated very well with the remasters lately with Resident Evil 2. I mean, it's it's well worth the wait. Like, there's no reason to go back and play Dead Space at this current moment. It's like going to be. I still want them to get closer on this Witcher update. I would really like that so I can like yeah. continue that game because I was getting into it, but then I was like, it's just at that spot where I'm like, I'm familiar now enough with the game. I would like to finish this with like that update because it's such yeah. a big game. I don't want to yeah. burn myself. Yeah, it's really annoying the shit out of me. I'll be honest with you. It is. Uh, and and now that I have the Steam Deck, I think it might be a mute point at this point because that sure. feels like a really cool place to play at 60 FPS, The Witcher. But yeah. yeah, it's annoying me because like, what the hell are they doing? Like, are they yeah. revamping the entire game from the ground up? Because it's taking an excessively long amount of time to get this damn Witcher update out. Especially for like, how long they've teased it and talked yeah. about it as if like it should have come out, but there's some like really stupid reason like they just canceled, like they just decided, nah, never yeah. mind. Yeah, they delayed it and now they're saying that it's coming before the end of the year. Okay, well you're kind of running out of time here. You know what I mean? You're running yeah, out of time. Don't don't like Mandalorian season two us and come out right. on, like December 29th. Like, yeah, right. It doesn't yeah. count. And you it annoys suck. me because there's, there's a, there's a kick there waiting for me too, because I have not watched the Witcher. There's an anime Witcher movie now on Netflix. So there's like there's, a lot of shit I can dive into. I just need that lot. update. Yeah. There's I need multiple that update. Things on, there, there is an entire section on Netflix over the Witcher stuff. Right. Right. So there's multiple animated shows now, plus the movie and yeah. obviously the show. So, yeah, it's really annoying me. And honestly, and bro, it's probably going to just end up being played on on Steam. <sighs> yeah, I guess and that's just that's just the route I'm going to have to. Well, go. yeah, I'm not in a hurry, so they can take their time, I guess. But it's yeah. just unfortunate because I would play that right now tonight. Right. If yeah. If it, Came out. Too. Yeah, that would have that would have won the spot instead of Elden Ring had that freaking patch been out because I played and I was loving it. But I, I and I think I told you, I don't know if I told you on the air, if you have the disc version of The Witcher and you install it with no updates or patches, it runs yeah. at 60 FPS. Yep. The problem with that is I forgot how much of a shit show that game was when it first launched and how much patching they had to do to even get it to run properly. And uh, yeah, I played like two hours with Geralt missing his face. Like it's just it's just black <laughs> <laughs> because it's not pad. They they obviously they fix that at a patch at some point, but I couldn't put the patch in because then it locks it at thirty. So that's crazy that you, like if you have the disc, you can play that yeah. horrendous version of the game, right? <laughs> and it it sucks because honestly, minus the missing face. I didn't run into that many glitches and it running at 60 FPS, even with no graphical updates whatsoever. It's like origins. They didn't do any major graphical updates on it. They just made it run at 60 FPS. Right. Yeah. So that makes a huge difference in, in gameplay and can make games. Like we said, with origins look like they came out recently and not years ago. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. But what Witcher's the hell... just at the right age where it needs like that full content it update does. to like yeah. it's just gonna propel it so much. Yeah, and I, I and I'm happy that the the gameplay holds up great. Like I love the yeah. gameplay on The Witcher. It it yeah. it's amazing. 
and it gets even better as you level up. So yeah, I don't know, dude, I'm just pissed that it's taken them so long to get this out. <laughs> yeah. I always start to shop for 4k TVs. I'm like, eh, nah. Oh my gosh. You just got to do it, bro. Like why even have a PS five? If you don't have a 4k TV. Cause. Yeah, just cause, but you need a 4K <laughs> TV to experience most of the shit that the console is doing. So that it's all in the controller, man. That's half the half the part. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Damn good controller. I'll, I'll give him that for sure. It just feels good. That controller just feels good in the hands. Yes, yeah, it does. It, it it gives you no fatigue at all in terms of like ps2 like yeah that that controller would your hand would like contort yeah <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah yeah it's the perfect set yeah by far i always say i always said for the longest time the gamecube is my favorite controller it still is one of my favorite controllers ever ps5 top top oh it's top not even nothing has even come close to it yeah that thing just is the, so the haptics, beautiful. everything going on in that controller, dude, is just remarkable. And I don't think yeah. anyone disagrees with that whatsoever. I think this yeah. generation, most people are saying the PS5 has got the better controller by a mile. Yeah. So, yeah, dual, yeah, the Dual Shock is. I love the history of the Dual Shock. That'd be worth a yeah. deep dive into as well. For sure, they've just put so much care into that evolution of that concept. Yeah, they have. Well, I think that about wraps it. Um, that's all I got. You got anything else? I got nothing else. Nothing else. We just got a bunch of bunch of remakes, updates, and games to play, and yes. updates that may never come. Yeah, Witcher, jerks. Right. Looking at you. Who is that same studio making that? Right, we're looking at the same. Um, who makes same studio it? making what? Witcher, uh, CD Projekt Red. They're the same ones that did. Um, but are they doing the cyberpunk? Patch? Yeah, they're yeah, doing the patch. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, it's probably they're too busy patching cyberpunk. Which uh, yeah, I hear here better these days. At at the end of the day, I really need to get to cyberpunk. I also hear that it's much better these days, and yep. I, that game looks awesome. So at the end of the day, they are working on the patch for the Witcher three working on a, what is seemingly a big DLC pack, single player DLC for cyberpunk and working on the next Witcher game. And some reports have multiple Witcher games. So they're busy. They're busy, but just, I mean, how hard is it to fucking unlock the frame rate and upgrade your shit to 4k? It can't be that difficult. Can't yeah, put some new textures out there. Yeah. Just kind of just, just just push it out. It's an old game. Just do it yeah. something. Get it at off least, your, your plate. At least you're so busy. Just finish it. Yeah. At least go in and flip the freaking switch for 60 FPS. It's got to be a, a, a just a, a check box that you can uncheck <laughs> to unlock the frame rate for us while we it's wait. A zero. To, so one, yeah. one and a zero. Just like yeah. change like, the code. Chad just wants to 60 FPS. Um, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, tonight. Good comment section. Um, tune in Monday for House of the Dragon Companion series. We'll be on episode four of that show. Show's going good. We, we, we're very excited to talk about that every single time. That one is just like 
just feels like blue water to me. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I'm ready for like a 10 year time jump and yeah, to lose, to lose some good actors. So, Oh, I, I did want to mention, did you notice that they totally, this is a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers from, from house of the dragon, you can go ahead and dope. Yeah. That, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, you did. I was going to send it to you. I mean, did you see it when you were watching the episode? No, I totally missed it too. Cause we didn't even talk about it. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's quick though. It's like a second on screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a Starbucks coffee cup all over again. <laughs> yeah. They can fix that though. Yeah. Later, that, but yeah, it's probably already fixed to be honest with you. I went back uh, like a day or two ago when I saw the article and looked on like my HBO app in bed. I was like, I went to the spot in, in the scene. I'm like, Nope, it's still there. Oh, is it, it is still there. That's hilarious. Yep. Maybe it's, it's a little harder to, to, to fix. Might have to come on like a re-release or something. <laughs> Oh, I mean, they boring. edited up. They edited out that coffee cup pretty quick on Game of Thrones. Yeah, but that's because everyone was already like yeah, everybody about to was murder dog them. island. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, we got to get that out of there. <laughs> but now we know. Yeah, now that's confirmed. Like that is green screen going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poor guys. They'll fix it. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, you have a good evening. Tune in. Tune in Monday. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe Mike will be back next week. Maybe. Maybe. He might just stay at the beach. Beach bum it for life. You know, he's never coming back. Permanent fixture um, on Discord and the comment section here. You won't be able to find him anywhere else. He's, he'll just pop it in and out from the beach. Yeah. Well, he needs to come back and play Sekiro because now he made an oath. We saw it tonight. <laughs> so it never letting that one go. That'll be mentioned in every episode until, until a live stream of Sekiro happens. You are the chad the oath maker the um, oath maker yeah and you two are oath well you're oath breaker he hasn't broken the oath yet i guess I technically mean, you haven't really either because we didn't put a time frame on it so mike yeah, you, have started it. you have a month mike. <laughs> mike, you have a month <laughs> you have a month to at least Ch- chad's through. learning from his past oaths. he's like yeah. all right time frame gotta put a time you have frame a month on it. <laughs> and he's gonna be like eh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right we out rocking to the music oh yeah still going right oh no we're live again we are live again definitely not good we're done we're getting out of here yes late